Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back for another edition of the Gambit Podcast. I am here with my good friend, Zareth, and more importantly, we are here with a special guest, Ando. Ando, how are you tonight? I'm good. How about you guys? Looks like I might be frozen, but uh, we're frozen carbonite. (laughs) But uh, no, it's awesome to be here. Thanks so much for having me out, guys. We're pumped to have you, man. Uh, You're... (laughs) You're uh, renowned on Twitch. You're you're a big deal. Oh no, I wouldn't say that much, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, that's that's one of the things that we've both been loving about uh, doing Twitch more is meeting the Twitch community for Galaxy of Heroes. And um, yeah, you actually you you have quite a few more followers than us. Um, not that we're we're comparing, at, you know, necessarily, but uh, you you know. It's cool to cool to meet these these new personalities, and um, it, you know it, it also coincides nicely with the fact that you're really good at Grand Arena. Oh yes. no, <laughs> but I appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, it's funny too because I I know we talked about this before, but yeah, it's like I'd say probably around like the March April time frame, like Twitch started like really growing. Like so, I started streaming pretty much in February. I, I started like really in December, but I had to leave for work for the entire month of January, which is why I totally didn't remember that there was a 5e5 only with no ships uh, for Grand Arena. <laughs> so I was like, what? what? When was the last one we had? Like September or something? But uh, yeah, so I started streaming uh, back then. And I remember like telling my friends, like I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a PC. I'm going to start streaming, but they don't play Galaxy of Heroes. And they're like, uh, oh, cool. Like, where are you going to go? Twitch, Mixer, you know, whatever. And I was like, no, YouTube, man. And they're like, what? No one streams to YouTube, dude. Get out of (laughs) here. And I was like, I I promise you, like, everyone used to, you know, be over there. But now, like, it's really cool to see, like, how Twitch has grown. So it's awesome. Yeah. Well, the lack of a delay on Twitch is so much better than YouTube, where you, you basically can't talk to the chat. It's like the chat is talking, and then 30 seconds later, you respond to them. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I don't like that at all. But yeah, we're uh, we're on Twitch now more and more, so that's good, I guess. Uh, so you do still you also have a YouTube channel though, right? I do. Yep, yep. It's uh it's still kind of in its infancy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I'm slowly adding stuff there, and it's it's fun. Like I I like that because the whole idea is like live stream streaming is great but like you can only do it you know a certain time of the day it's great when you can throw out a video and whether it's a guide or whether it's you know something else and just even your grand arena because then people have different schedules you know like people can't make you know all the streams in the world so it's like it's nice to get you know some you know feedback from there as well so yeah it's awesome speaking of youtube videos you have a stunning partnership <laughs> that just came out this week uh, with YouTube videos. <laughs> Why don't you tell people about that? See, unlike last week where we completely forgot to have more uh, pimpish stuff, I, <laughs> we're going to get it out of the way up front. That way, you know, we remember. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm thinking what if you're thinking about is probably the one with Gridden. And yep. uh, so basically... Like, 
I just, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, positivity or negativity like throughout the game and, you know, it ebbs and flows with time. And, but uh, one of the things that like, I felt like um, was missing and this actually came cause you guys, I don't know if you guys check up on the, the competitors, like discord that much, but like, I thought back to like, right. It's, it's Christmas of like, what was it? Was it May 2018 or something like that? When like, mobile and arnold were together and they were like actually like living together and they were creating like just like weird videos but they were like kind of funny like they're they really funny i mean and like they partly they weren't even really about the game but i was like you know what dude we need something that we can just laugh at so i was like hey grid uh you and i have similar you know sense of humor let's just <laughs> like have people pose questions out to us and uh answer them and like let's just encourage them to just be super like silly and and crazy and stuff like that but yeah it was, it was pretty funny dude i was editing it i was like gosh dude this i was laughing at it myself like, it was so dumb <laughs> uh, and oh just just to you know your biggest debate of that of those videos it's quarrel yeah 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 yeah. we dude we got a lot of hate from that like like i like i totally anticipated like oh yeah anytime i mean it'd be the same thing too like if someone like was just like yeah like luke sky watch lure i'd be like who are you trying to insult me like are you yeah. but yeah i totally get it i knew we were gonna get a huge hate for that like, especially my line where I was like, he probably has a name. I definitely don't remember it. <laughs> uh, all right. Now that we got, we actually remembered to do that. Um, sort of a not busy week in uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes this week. It's the but week between. It is. It, it's the old between week, but... We did have one post from uh, CG, and it's, well, it's supposedly a response to all the feedback um, that was thrown their way with pitchforks and, you know, torches and stuff, except for the post literally says the exact same thing that the State of the Galaxy said, just worded as if it was feedback, and people basically ate it up, which <laughs> makes me laugh because they didn't say anything new, uh, but people are like, man, they're so responsive. They listen to us, <laughs> which, um, you know, that, that was always fun. But yeah, uh, so Zareth, um, what'd you think of the post that really wasn't a post? It, I I did just think it was really funny. Like so, you know, the they're they're asking for feedback for galactic challenges. So everyone offers their, you know, their their opinion on on galactic challenges, and that, that's uh, that's great. That's what they they wanted. And then they they're like, hey, here's some stuff. Here's some talking points uh, on galactic challenges. Like here here's the stuff that we've gathered and. I just, yeah, like I just laughed because they had totally already said that this is just, this is just the test phase. Like we're, we're just trying to roll it out slowly, you know, like they just reiterated everything. And, you know, this time the community's like, hey, cool. This, you know, I'm super so glad you, you're actually listening to us. 
when they had already stated their intention to listen to us and they're just following through. Like if anything, they should be congratulated for following through on their previous stuff. So, uh, you know, sometimes I wonder how much of the community that we read, like uh, that, that we see on Reddit, on all these different pla platforms, I, I wonder how much of their news they take from the forums as opposed to just watching it in, you know, on, on some of the bigger platforms, some of the bigger YouTubers and stuff. Because, you know, if they had only watched some of the bigger YouTubers, I guess I can understand why they wouldn't expect good things about it. <laughs> um, yeah. And if they had read things on the forums, then I can not understand it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I'm glad that they posted something just because everybody was responding, clearly not having read the initial State of the Galaxy or just ignoring exactly what it said. Um, I mean, we basically said in the podcast two weeks ago, hey guys, <laughs> this is just the uh, exhibition season. It's going to change. And yet, you know, I, I, I watched some other uh, streamers or uh, podcasts and literally got yelled at by guests of one of the podcasts about how it's absurd that this is seven days. And it's like, but dude, read, <laughs> read. Yeah. We have a sticker on our Discord server for dear old J-Rod, who um, doesn't always read everything. And so we created a sticker, or I should say Bodhi, who controls the bot, created a sticker that says, for the love, just read it. And I, I feel like every podcast and every Reddit post, I just wanted to share that sticker because, good Lord, people just needed to read it. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts, Ando? We're, we're here uh, kind of just rehashing our same old discussion, but um, yeah. like, what, what are your thoughts on the galactic challenges and you know like what what cg has done with with them well, the, the community response etc yeah i think i think i can like i whenever the post went live i thought to myself like like it wasn't really about the actual like content of the post because yeah you're right like it was just basically them rehashing everything they already said is more i think it spoke more of like Hey, you know, like we, this has been a thing for like, I'd say a larger issue for probably two or even maybe longer than that, two-ish years. Maybe just before that, we didn't really notice because they were actually like pumping out continuous stuff. But, you know, like it'd be nice if they even just came out straight forward and just said, hey, like we, you know, there's been so many issues, right, that they, that happens and they're like, it's almost like they just ignore it or they're just like, like they just like if they just don't speak on it, like maybe people don't find out about it or whatever. And so it's like I I like the fact that they like addressed it. You know, they're like, hey, listen, we understand that the rewards aren't what they were. Here's you know what we're looking at fixing. Like we get it. Um, it was like the first time I really felt like they, in at least in a long time, have done it. Like hey, listen, we get it. This sucks, and, and we're gonna get better. But yeah, that was like, as far as the communication piece, like as far as like galactic challenges, I don't know if it was maybe just us or like their communication, 
but it's definitely not what I expected because uh, there was like a few keywords maybe that I like keyed in on and like scalable and replayable were like the two biggest ones that I thought of. And when I see scalable and I've talked about this in my, my stream, like the, here's how I feel like scalable is, and this is what like, and they talked about like using your entire roster, right? Like, like I thought, you know, if I were to like to give them any advice on galactic challenges, I would like to see it to where it's like, Hey, tier three or tier four or one of the, you know, one of those mid tiers, no matter what, like if you throw in, like I'm a 6.5 million GP player, I could throw in my, my Tuscans and it'd be like 56 K right. No matter what though, at tier three or tier four, the enemy squad that they match me up with should match that GP and then like tier one would be, let's just call it like 20% less than 56 K and tier two would be, you know, 10% less. And then like tier, you know, seven would, you know, be like the 20 or 30% more GP, right? Like, and even if like I brought in my SLKR, then it's still like hard for my SLKR to, you know, win that or whatever, or maybe it's just the, the environmentals that plus my buffs that I'm getting that make it easier or whatever. That's what I thought. Like, and cause that made sense to me. Cause it's like, okay, if you're a new player at level 60, that means you're basically doing tier one and tier two. Like you're not doing even close to any of the other tiers. It'd be nice if they could get up to at least tier four and maybe like, you know, again, if they might have a synergy, you know, like, or some sort of buff over that enemy, then they could, you know, potentially get to tier five or something. Uh, but yeah, that, that to me is like, I would love to just throw in my Phoenix again as a, as a 6.5 million GP player and just see how far they can go. And, and with this system, I can only do like tier one, tier two, but yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I mean, I really like that idea. I have no clue how easy or hard it is programming wise, but I love the idea of the tiers are based on the team that you use um mm -hmm. that that just sounds fun it's sort of like um I, I don't know how often you guys have ever or if you have ever even played it but it's basically like blitz like in msf like we've all heard about that and it, it's sort of like that like you can you can climb up this basically ladder system and as soon as you get to a point where they're like hey my you know whatever gp team can't beat this anymore you can either bump it down and hopefully try to take advantage of, you know, some sort of synergy that you have over them, or, you know, you just say, Hey, like that's as far as I can go type thing. And yeah. so that's what I would like to see is again, like there's fun teams out there that I want to play and I don't want to use them in grand arena. I don't want to, I can't use them in SWAT arena and, you know, but, and I'm not going to use them in galactic war. I would like to, to challenge them. You know, I'd like to find a team that like, again, like I'd like to find a team that my Phoenix can actually have a decent fight against, but it's not going to happen in tier five of, of, a of a GC. So. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. I, what do you guys think about uh, like how much time it takes is big time investment right now? Like, 
I know that a lot of people are saying in our uh, in the comments right now, you know, a lot of people are saying that the, uh, the two issues and we can address gear in a minute, but the other one is uh, just length of time. Like, do you guys like the seven days? Do you guys, uh, like, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? No, I, I, I think I probably will like the three-day one the best because there are some days that are just too busy. Um, you know, if you have Territory War, Grand Arena, and a Sith Raid going on, I don't want to spend another half an hour doing another event. Um, because I'm a competitive person, I'm going to be competing in Territory War, uh, Grand Arena, and the Sith Raid. So I, I don't think one day, I, I think one day is too short. Um, so I, I probably would like three days because that'll give you two a week and that's fine for me. Um, if somebody says two days, I, I probably won't hate it, but I didn't want another game mode to begin with because I already feel like I spend too much time in the game. So uh, three days is probably ideal for me. What about you, Ando? Yeah, I think two, I think for me, two days, I think would probably be the most ideal but that's only if they can make it to the point where it's like, like I said, like if I can use different squads and I can actually like have fun, there's teams out there that, like I said, I want to play, but I have no way to play them. You know, it's just the, Imperial Troopers is a great example, right? Like I'm not going to relic, I'm not in any position to relic them, but I loved them like back in the day. Like I really, really enjoyed playing, you know, my gear eight, um imperial troopers against like gear 12 night sisters and beating them i love that like doing that but um yeah i mean nowadays like no one's setting a defense to where i like even at i have a few of my gear 12 now but like, even that like night sisters relics scaled them pretty high and so there's no way that i'm getting kills off of them and yeah there's just no place for me to use them but i would love for me to use them somewhere uh, i just can't but I think two day, I think two day would probably be like where I would stand. And that's just because again, I do stream quite often, but I could totally see like, yeah, you know, the three as well. I think seven is too far, like too long, uh, especially if they're not going to, there's not literally that like replayability as they so, so called it, I guess, but yeah. 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 I, I like the. I like it being a little bit longer. I think maybe seven days is too long, but I like the idea of just being able to put it off for a few days and then still get to it. Cause I'll be honest with my alt and my main trying to do with all the assault battles and stuff. Um, there are times that my alt just, I, I just like get so mad at myself cause I've forgotten to do all the assault battles on my alt. And yeah. it's like, I missed out on Zetas and all that stuff. Like, you know, that, that would have substantially helped my account and I could have finished all the content or most of the content. And I just didn't cause I didn't have time cause it, it was a busy day. And uh, like the galactic challenges that they, they don't have good enough rewards for me to actually care that much about missing them <laughs> right now. But like if they ever get to that point, I, I would be really frustrated. What do you guys think would be the right rewards people here? Uh, more people like uh, I see Mia Baca says um, 
like obviously the the tier one or the mark one stun guns is uh is insulting uh, in my my paraphrase of what he said but um <laughs> like what what do you guys think would be the right gear for it like what's what what how would you feel rewarded you know without it totally breaking the game like of course we would all just love like if we finish the final tier, we get 500 stun guns. That would feel really good for just a tiny bit until we discovered that it just broke the game, really. Yeah. You know, the yeah. balance of the gear and everything. So uh, I, I, uh, I, uh, I guess I'll, well, I'll take this first. <laughs> yeah, you can um, go first. <laughs> so, yeah, I should have stipulated who should go first. You should you have. guys both. Yeah, so uh, Ando, I choose you. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, I. You know, as much as I didn't want this, like, so I guess there's like twofold in this. Like if it's just going to be like, I, I get the fact that like they're trying to, I think, incentivize having a broad roster and for people that potentially have upgraded some like off, you know, meta teams, you know, like um, you could argue that, you know, the few that we've seen, you know, Sith and, and um uh what was the last bounty hunters you know would they're not necessarily meta um so i can get that because there are guys out there that like just straight up they don't you know they don't like playing the whole squad arena six months and, and switch it type thing um but basically like what i would post to them is like hey split that that award that like you get for doing that it, do, do like 50 percent of that and give it to just completing it right i think the last tier is like a I think it's like 175 crystals. So if they just did like, or maybe it's 150. So it's like, if you just got 75 crystals for completing it and then like, you know, half the, the like the gear 12 salvage or whatever. Um, I think like that would be like, I'd be like, okay, you know, I, I'm so I'm, I'm leaving something on the table for those guys that decided to press their rosters in that way. But I'm also okay because like I got a decent reward. Um, but yeah, as far as like some of those other feet stuff, like, I don't know, Th that part, that part's hard because it's like, again, like you're saying, like, can't really like, you don't want to like, you know, break it to the point where it's like, okay, now there's just nothing that you like, that you have to kind of, I guess, work for, if you will. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you do want to have some sort, you don't want galactic challenges to just be a time sink, which right now, with Mark one gear for most people, that is a time sink. Like, it's just like, okay, there's like no point for me to try to underman this, you know? It's fair. What about you solo? Uh, well, I said it last week. I think, I think these galactic challenges should be a way for the younger rosters to catch up. So I would love to see 10, like instead of four character shards, I would love to see 10 character shards. Um, that you're getting because it'll save you farming on, if you look at like tiers one through four, it, the character shards that you get are all old characters that they're not useless, but there's no reason to farm them right now. So it'll help give you just like a little bit of a jump on these farms that just aren't exciting. Um, then I guess it depends on how many times it runs a week. Like it, if it's running three times a week and they gave us five stun gun salvage each time, I wouldn't complain with 15 salvage every, uh, every week. I know it's not like a full stun gun or anything, but 
you get that combined with the shard shop currency, and it probably actually would add up to a full stun gun if you buy a stun gun um, in the shard shop. Uh, ideally, though, I like having control over what I get. So uh, there's still a piece of me hoping that these sim tickets that were you know, included in the exhibition rewards are really just a placeholder for currency that we're going to get. And it's not really going to be about the rewards you get, uh, specifically the gear, but it's going to be more about the currency that's going to have something, hopefully, that we need in a store somewhere. So almost like, um, you know, the Galactic War, well, Galactic War store doesn't have anything useful after you get shards, but, you know, like the GET stores or something like that, where you can buy... Uh, five stun guns, or you can buy three Chirotechs, or whatever it is. Uh, that That's what I was hoping for initially. I still... Uh, there's still a piece of me holding out hope for this Galactic Challenge currency that's going to let me buy what I want, rather than have CG determine <laughs> what I'm going to get. And that's fair. I, I really like the shards idea, uh, trying to catch up on shards. I... I'll say that so my, my uh, new player account tried to do Galactic Legends or challenges, and I've I've succeeded a couple times, and it is crazy just how irrelevant the gear is that we've gotten so far, even for my <laughs> new account. Like the stuff that you can earn, I was like, I already have like eighty something of that, which is a ton for the the like one month old account that I have. Um, you know, and the shards were nice, but I only got like two shards. So, yeah. uh, like, it didn't help my my new player account. It, it was, and then I, I, that was the first week. And then the second week, I, I haven't been able to finish it uh, with my Phoenix squad. So, right. um, so there's that. But uh, it, I think it's funny. It, it's telling just how, uh, just how the community has no perception of, of exactly what would be balanced and not. I don't mean any insults to the people watching right now and commenting. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to insult you. <laughs> there, there are some wild things here, like wildly differing opinions. Some people are saying we should get a full stun gun every week. Some people are saying we should just get a few shards. Like, you know, a lot of the talk is revolving around stun guns and it is just really interesting to me. I'm not saying that either of those opinions are wrong. I just think that uh, like one of those is probably wrong, frankly. I don't know which one, but like, uh, like it's just very telling that people don't understand uh, the level of balance that CG is going for. Uh, like on some level, people are always going to disagree and have these misperceptions about it, misconceptions. And, you know, I, I can understand CG wanting to start with like nothing give give no rewards that are substantial and then dole it out because i know that people were so angry with with the sith raid like you remember how they were saying like it would they they at first top 10 always got a full piece in yep. uh, in the sith raid and uh cg had said like hey we're we didn't actually intend for that to happen or we're gonna stop that happening whatever for balance reasons and people got really angry and frustrated about it and i, I can understand it but you take away rewards people get mad mm -hmm. yep. you give rewards after giving nothing else 
it, you become like this awesome benefactor who listens to the community. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely yeah. agree. It's better to ramp up than it is to nerf. Um, and I will say in CG's defense, when it comes to like characters and stuff, they said long ago, our goal is to never have to nerf a character. Now, granted, there's been four or five instances over the four or five years uh, where they have had to nerf a couple characters, but they understand nerfing is bad, uh, <laughs> bad PR, basically. Uh, they don't understand all the bad PR that they do, but they know nerfing is bad PR. So I'd much rather they start off with horrible and then say, okay, now that we're serious, here's something better, as opposed to, let's say they gave us like 10 Cairo techs every time you finish this. And then they, they said, after testing, listen, this is going to break the in-game economy. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to take five of these away. And I mean, the riots that would happen would be astounding. I wouldn't say astounding because <laughs> that would imply surprise. That's but... true. Fair. Touche. <laughs> Touche. But, but no, you're right. Like it's, it's a, it's a really interesting thing. They, the, the nerf thing is exactly on point. They, they refuse to nerf things or if they do, they give us refunds immediately. Like, yeah. They're like, hey guys, um, what what was the thing they just recently nerfed? Uh, Scarif. It was, yeah, Scarif yes, Rebel Pathfinder. Yeah. They're like, hey, this interaction breaks the game, and no one really cared because no one used him hardly. <laughs> Except for good old um, Maurice, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> who cried about it for like three weeks straight. <laughs> okay, nobody but good old Maurice yeah. actually used him. They, they had a, they had like. 0.001% of the, the player base actually doing things with him other than with the ship. And uh, like they gave us the refund on it. I guess the it is a little frustrating. Like if you geared your character with that one thing, uh, you know, like they didn't give us gear. Uh, they didn't give us gear refunds on it, but they did give the ability refund. And they they just they make it a very strong point that they don't nerf things like they make things stronger and therefore <clears throat> kind of uh, like land on nerfs sometimes uh, just by the fact of buffing someone else makes another character by comparison worse but um, yeah they haven't done that they haven't nerfed yeah. that much um, so no I I can only think of I, I don't count the scarf. Rebel Pathfinder ones. That's so minor. Um, but really, all I can think of is Sith Assassin. And that wasn't even a nerf to Sith Assassin as much as it was a buff to Malak. Um, but if you remember back in the day, they nerfed Zaris as well. Because remember, her ability lasted past her death, which made those teams even more annoying. And Jeez, so yeah. they nerfed it to once she dies, the ability goes away. Um, and I don't, I don't consider that a nerf. I consider that a godsend. Yeah, thank <laughs> <I hope>. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, an intervention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. There was so, the there was the Finn one too. I think that was oh, probably yes. the last. Yeah. That was the last true nerf. I think that was. Yeah. Oh, Zeta. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Though. I mean, obviously, his lead isn't the same as it once was, um, but his lead is still pretty darn good, you know. So yeah, 
especially with relics yeah like when it when it happened i think we were still in gear 12 but yeah now with relics i think like that 60 percent defense and offense and all that good stuff like yeah it, it it ended up being like pretty pretty good again yeah 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 um absolutely it was just good in a different way and i i actually i spent that zeta on something else i don't remember what it was but i eventually did respend it i feel like yeah did i i think i gave that zeta to daka it went to a night sister i I think it went to daka (laughs) i could be uh, i could be wrong there it was definitely to a night sister though um and then I ended up reapplying it just like a year and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't have it written down. Never mind. I track all my Zetas, but I just have it. Um, I just have it scratched off of my tracker that Uh-oh. I got it refunded. <laughs> if you care, nice. my the first time I Zeted Finn, he was my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was my ninth Zeta ever. And I applied it on October 16th of 2017. Yeah, right in time for Lightside Territory Battles to six out of six every uh, every yep. combat mission. Yeah. Yep, that was that yeah. was the whole reason. One of my few PVE uh, Zetas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I reapplied it on April 7th of 2020. So. Oh, not too long ago. Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't know that I've actually gotten much use out of the Zeta itself, but um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we, so I don't know if you guys have more thoughts on, on galactic challenges and all of that. Uh, if not, we could actually talk about the excitement of Grand Arena because that's, that's what this <laughs> podcast is theoretically about. In, in, in theory, in theory, it is. Um, and Zareth is very excited because three v three is dead. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sick of three v three. I just I used to champion it. I used to love it. And Galactic Legends have just killed the magic. I'm just sick of it. Just totally done. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Like if they had announced another three v three. Uh, if they had announced that it was going to be another 3v3 season, I'm guessing I would participate on some level, but I don't know how, like, I was already kind of, like, looking back at the the things that I was doing, I had checked out, like, almost at the start of the season. Like, I didn't change my squads on defense (laughs) or offense hardly at all. Like, I went through the motions, but like I didn't even realize how despondent I was until I looked at until I rewatched a couple of my videos and I was like man I just was so bored with it so yeah no I I could see it in you <laughs> and how did how did how was your 3v3 season for those of you who for those of our listeners who don't know uh how you did like what you, you I, did fairly uh, well this season I think yeah I did I, I went 11 and 1 and uh, so, yeah, that's pretty good, especially because that first, like, it's, it's hilarious, too, because, you know, it, all, it always seems that this always happens, you know, like something, nothing ever really matters until it does, you know, and it's like, basically, as soon as GA Center started tracking, I went that, so the first, I guess, 5e5 season, I went one and two every single week. I've never had that happen before, ever. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that I've ever, like, I'm not saying that I go three and zero every week, 
And I don't even think I've ever before that had ever gone one and two in general. I definitely have never gone zero oh and three, uh, but maybe maybe once or twice like I've gone one and two. And but for it to happen week after week after week, I was like, "What <laughs> is happening, dude? I, this is terrible." And every single week, I had to listen to Neil or Flair like rip on me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, great. Even better, man. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was a good confidence boost again to like go into threes and, and do well, but I am definitely ready for, for fives. Um, because yeah, the galactic legends, dude, I, I said this in the chat and I don't know if you guys saw it, but like, I would legitimately give up if I could give up my GLs and all my progress that was done on them if that, that meant like everyone else did, like if GLs just didn't exist, I would do it. Like I would take that for if in March we got JKL and Evader rework and we just kind of like right about now we'd be getting like a new meta type thing. Like I, I would totally take that over GLs, man. Cause it three V three with two of them was just terrible. Like no, normally we have the the one meta right like that no one can get through but now there's like because they released them both at the same time there's like literally two of them and yeah. so it's like holy crap like i can't even get past one wall like because they've just like gl'd me out <laughs> yeah. yeah dude that's uh, yeah i swear if if I could just push the delete button on Galactic Legends. I know it was a really interesting thing, actually. We went on Operation Metaverse uh, a while ago, me and Solo. And I I, I was kind of, I found myself like tongue-tied because they uh, they were saying like, I don't know, you know they, they prefaced, they, they said this, like, I don't know how, how it was for you guys or how it is for you guys, but we love Galactic Legends. There's so many different options. It's so, it's so diverse now and so crazy. And I was like, I totally disagree, but I'm not going to be that guy who, who gets invited here and then yeah. just argues. Like, I, I, not that they're wrong or anything, but uh, I mean, so they have, they're in a high end PvP guild. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, so they're always, they're constantly like planning and theory crafting around Galactic Legends and how to beat the different comps and stuff. And, yeah, I mean, there is certain levels of interest for me in that, but like, I've gotten very little joy out of Galactic Legends, if I'm being totally honest. Like, I, I just, yeah. yeah. Yes, in 5v5, I, I had one of my best seasons ever because I was able to find ways to beat them. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, I, I mean, so it's, it's enjoyable to win, but yeah, it's not necessarily super fun when that's my first and almost final consideration. I'm like, Oh, okay. Now, now Galactic Legends are done. Now it's going to be fun to clear the rest of the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, it, it's funny you, you talk about you know, um, T Money and Gum. They're in the high end guilds, and you're right in that. Basically, every one of their GAs is okay. Here's four walls of Galactic Legends, and now we have to. We're going to do the same thing. And we're just going to counter. That's exactly why I don't want to be in a high-end guild right now. Because I would love the challenge of being in a high-end territory war. I don't want half of my territory war to be countering a Galactic Legend with an off-meta team. <laughs> I, I just, it doesn't sound fun. I don't, 
I don't enjoy attacking Galactic Legends, then you make it with an off-meta team that has, depending on how the other side modded their team, makes you potentially lose with your off-meta plan. Like, it just sounds miserable to me. (laughs) If it was six months ago and you're trying to figure out how to beat gas uh, on defense with, like, CLS or something, yeah, cool, that's great. But now there are so many different combinations of Galactic Legends to throw you off. (laughs) Or you look at it in, like, Grand Arena where the stupid zombie cheese team like it's not even a good team it's not a well theory craft team it's just literally zombie doesn't lose taunt (laughs) yeah and and you can't kill her like that's not theory crafting that's what's the most annoying thing that i can possibly throw on the board that way i don't have to play because i know they can't beat this team it's like this this is just miserable it's not it's not actually fun and four-and-a-half-minute arena battles uh, because I made the wrong choice back in January before they announced the kit. It's like, I I don't want to do this. Like, you're making me not want to play the game with these four-and-a-half-minute arena battles where now people are adding Hoda, and I added Hoda too because it's the obvious option to the Ray team. Um, But there's a 50-50 shot that you're going to time out if – you don't get a critical hit where you need it. Like, how is how 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 would a CG think that's enjoyable? Ever? Well, and it's a really interesting thing, actually, because we've talked about before. Like, we really like CG's kits that they make in general. Like, I feel like they have a lot of nuance in all the new kits that they've released since the Galactic Legends and before that, even like. At least Kara Dune has some interesting things that hint at something exciting that might come eventually. Um, you know, even if she's not good right now, Galactic Legends are very obviously good. And I, I also wonder if I, I think of my neg- some of my negativity about three about GLs it comes from three v three just because it's like they're so good they're like as good as two really strong meta characters just wrapped into one. And, and then you just throw them into, into Grand Arena, a 3v3, and it's just like, how do you even beat it? There's very little room for theorycraft. And in a, in a mode that I feel like is an amazing opportunity for theorycraft in general, like it, there's just so much interaction uh, between the different kits and so much planning that, that's required. Galactic Legends is just like, all right, I have to use my glowing Galactic Legend, I'm not going to clear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I see this is why I've hated 3v3 forever because you say it's fantastic for theory crafting. I completely disagree. <laughs> um, and here's why I won't just say that, I will give a reason why. It's you're taking away two members of the team, which means instead of it being a team that you're placing on the board, it's you're placing basically the superstars. It's like 3v3 is the 1992 Olympics with the dream team in basketball. You're just putting a bunch of superstars together. They have absolutely zero chemistry, but their kits are just so good that they're going to be good. Um, In 5v5, you can, you know, 
have these two other support characters that can actually change how a team operates. In 3v3, it's just, here's a bunch of good players, go. And um, so, yes, you can theorycraft three good players that go together, or three good characters that go together, but there's not interesting interactions. It's just, oh, look, here's three good characters, go. (laughs) As opposed to in 5v5, like, you look at some of the Galactic Legend counters. No, I said that I hate Galactic Legends, and I do. But you look at some of the counters, and the way the kits intricately line up when all five members... Intricately? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I can say Quirrell. I can't say intricately. Um, (laughs) But the way that they line up just with all five members so that it creates, like, one perfect team, that's good theory crafting. Not just, all right, guys, I'm going to stick two tanks and Zerus. And if they don't have JTR to beat this, I win. You know, um, but anyway. That, well, that's... So what, what are your thoughts, Ando? Solo hates the idea of 3v3 as a theory crafting, uh, as a theory crafting mode. What, what are your thoughts? To, you know, know that your answer is going to make an enemy of one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Yeah. Um, no, I, so... Okay, I guess really like the the way that I thought about it was like, I guess we could really split this pre-GLs and post-GLs because pre-GLs, like there's some really cool interactions that you can still get in threes that like you just don't get to use in fives. And like some of those interactions, like like for the longest time, I used to use CLS and and Chirrut and Bayes. Now, is it as good as CLS, Han, and Chewie? No, but also Wedge, Wedge, Han, and Chewie are another good team that, like, can actually still do decent, you know, they can beat quite a few teams. Um, And so, you know, that's that's where I would say, like, kind of, like, the theory crafting, you know, comes in. And, yes, like, the fact is that team only works because you've probably taken away by virtue of – them having a 3v3 team like or just team with three you've probably taken away one of their attack like one of their you know supporter attackers and maybe another tank or something like that so that team you can kind of lessen all that offensive output and then create kind of like two b plus teams so that's cool to me um, because you know again we're talking about this game and we're talking about characters that i used to love playing man i mean I can't like when I remember whenever I first got Wedge and Biggs to gear 12, I was like, dude, these guys deal some damage, man. Like these guys are awesome. And now it's like, I, like I would, I don't think I've ever once been like, Oh wow, this team down here, it's, it's not that good. I, I'll probably just use my Wedge and Biggs to, to just clean them up or something like that. Like it just doesn't happen anymore. And um, so it'd be, it's cool in that sense because you can kind of spread it out and there's more battles for you. So it's not like you have to like in fives, right? It's like, what is it? It's uh, eight battles, I think eight squads, right? Or something like that. The top guys. Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah seven, seven with fleet eight. If there's no yeah. fleet. Yeah. Which, yeah. So it's, gosh, I hope we get that eventually, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I think pretty soon, honestly, like, 
call me crazy, but like I, I feel like pretty soon we're probably going to start seeing because of the the amount of squads that are actually viable now. Like I don't, there's going to be a time pretty soon where I feel like we're going to get Ray. You're going to see the the squad arena. You're going to see the Ray with gas and because it's like if they because all right right now like yeah I guess Vader can still probably counter it just because of all the the Jedi's but like there's going to be a time where like people are just going to just be able to be like, well, you know, I don't need all these teams. I just need eight teams that I know can beat yeah. the other teams. And, um, you know, it's, it's starting to slowly come that way. Like even now, like six months ago, the thought of using Jedi Knight Revan in a, in a 5v5 situation without uh, GMY would have been like, whoa, like, don't do that. That <laughs> You're going to lose. But now with JKL, it's like that is the obvious counter to GLs. Right. And so it's like, now I have to go back and revert to a, you know, Bass LaShawn uh, GMY team, which is great still, you know, but uh, I, I, I foresee, you know, one of these days, like, yeah, we're going to get to one of these GLs teams is just going to be stacked. And you're going to be like, oh crap, like my Jedi Knight Luke can't, my Jedi Knight Revan and Jedi Knight Luke can't take that team, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny you talk about that. I really think that we need a new division and very quickly (laughs) because we're at the point where seven teams I was talking to Zareth about this the other day. I'm going to put Darth Revan gas CLS and Supreme leader Kylo on defense. So with three other teams, um, that'll kind of rotate. So people can't predict my entire defense. And I was looking at how much offense I still have, even with those four teams on defense. Like, my offense is overkill at this point. Even with probably the four best offensive teams on defense, just because we have so many characters now. You know, if you're at a GP of 6.5 or higher, like, the seven teams are not the same as when you're four and a half million having to play seven teams. Because I remember at four and a half million, I was like, Zareth is yelling at me. You have too many G11s on defense. It's like, but I, I have to. Like, this is yeah. what I have to do. Um, so I, I think we need the new division sooner rather than later. I think yeah. so too, man. I, I Yeah. Me and Baca saying, dang, so you're <laughs> going to make your opponent cry. And that's... <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> and, and yeah, like I, I'm going to be doing something very similar. I'll have both Galactic Legends and Darth Revan and Padme and General Grievous and yeah. like a really gross Newt squad. And then I don't know what the what the last one's going to be, you know, and it's all going to fluctuate. It won't be that exact thing every time, but like uh, you can do that. And I, yeah. have, I have my counters developed. Yeah. I, I can do that and still have a really strong offense as right. long as, because I know off, off meta counters. Yeah. So. And actually, Mio Baka was talking about the CLS counter in chat as well. Um, and how high relics, you know, for people that are free to play or goldfish <laughs> spenders, <laughs> trying to get the niche uh, relics on somebody like Stormtrooper Han just it doesn't make sense to them and it, it's very hard to do and on my alt I mean I completely agree I I want a Stormtrooper Han I can't get there but I will say Chupio 
if you can get it right, I can't I can't get the guard right, but just adding Chupio to the team instead of Stormtrooper Han, I'm getting it down to just gas right now. Um, and that's just because I over-relicked my CLS, and so I there's no way that he can get – or that Chupio can uh, not get guard. But if you can get guard onto CLS still, that team isn't going to need the R7 uh, Stormtrooper Han. You just kind of – need Chupio to assist every other time, and you're, it's basically an, an assist machine. Um, so I think that's actually better for the the lower spenders as well. Because I, I think if he was G12, so maybe in a month when he's farmable, uh, it'll be an easy – it's an easy gas counter. Like Even with CLS not having guard, getting to just gas at the end – was easy. The problem is gas stands up when all the clones are dead and, you know, wipes out CLS in half of a blink of an eye. Um, but yeah, so I, we're seeing rosters develop where these fa- teams that were fantastic back in the past are going to be a lot more counterable, even by the free play people. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think I like, the more like uh, as soon as I started like actually playing the the Vader counter to Ray, like mm-hmm. I just thought about it and I was like, man, and like the first time that I did it on stream, <laughs> and I got sixty banners, it was just like, man, my worst nightmare would be a Ray owner that you just spent six months or whatever gearing up like all the characters that you didn't probably want to gear up and relic up knowing that now a guy that like has had a relatively old team plus Watt Tambor and just <laughs> yep. go in and 60 banner it. Like it's, if I'm a Ray owner, like, and I see the, the relic Vader, I'm just like, dude, I've got to find some way to, to at least make him get to like, you know, 55 banners or something like I've got it. And that's where modding and stuff can kind of come in and help. But like, yeah, like anything. Like we were talking, I was talking to Zareth about it on his stream. I was like, dude, I, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I'm still thinking of that because I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah. And I've got both of them. And I'm like, uh, like I'm thinking like, you know, we throw maybe like, you know, Rex in there with some of the clones. He gets a ton of TM from that and, you know, gets the tenacity up. Maybe just gets it to where you, you get a turn or two and you can at least whirlwind a few of those guys out and then maybe allow them to do their their thing from there but yeah like i i don't know man yeah it's gotta it's gotta be something that vader counter is exactly why i probably will not be putting ray on defense yeah (laughs) um or at least if they have the vader counter set up because right there's nothing worse than you look at the uh grand arena history and you're like huh that was a 60 banner win. That sucks. That was that was my worst defensive team. Is my yeah. quote unquote most expensive, whether it's via time or resources team. It's oh, are you kidding me? Um, I'd rather put Darth Revan on defense because no matter what, Malik is going to drain for somebody and just destroy some at least some banners on a team, mm-hmm. um, and keep Ray for offense because. I don't I don't want a sixty banner <laughs> a sixty banner win on my front line on defense. 
Yeah. And that's a, that's the thing too. Like MF Bison saying like, I'm okay. If that, like, if it was like, uh, you know, gas or something, if like my Ray gets gas and you know, they get 60 banners, like, okay, so be it. Like then, you know, either I put a, a, a gas counter in the front wall and try to bait their gas out or I put a, you know, or, or I put, you know, my, you know, a gas counter behind that to try to stop them there. But it's like, I'm not saying that Vader's not good, but it's just like, that is not a team that I want you to get 60 banners. That is not a good trade-off. You know, again, like with a lot of the SLKR, it's like, okay, it's Darth Revan, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the counter that you, and it's usually, you know, G, GBA and Malik and, and Fallen Bass. Like costs, those are cost meta teams. Right. Like multiple that's, teams. Exactly. That's like, that's a good price. Like if, if they're going to do that, to <clears> me, then that's a good price because now I know th- those pieces are out and they're not going to be, but like, I mean, you're talking about the, the, I'd say honestly, the best piece that we were bringing out with that one is Watt Tambor. Like I know they don't have a Watt Tambor now. Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to see, a, or at least the Ray owners are going to see a lot less of the grievous Watt teams. <laughs> Just because yeah. Watt's yeah. going to be saved for offense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the, I, I'm the... not opposed to that. The question is, how can you channel it? Uh, like, it, yeah. if you can make it so that, yes, they used a cheap counter on your Ray. Uh, the thing is, they still use really vital characters. Like, they, if they need Vader, if they use Vader to counter your Ray, they still needed to use Thrawn and they needed to use Watt. Like, how can you make it so that they can't cheaply counter your, the other teams that you place? Because yeah. if it costs something, so... Or if you can, if you can make it so that you're like, okay, I'm placing Padme up front first, and now they're like, okay, so normally, if I'm worried about uh, Ray, I would keep my Vader plus Treya plus mm-hmm. Watt and all these things, but I really, really want to use like Treya and the Sith Triumvirate and Thrawn to kill this yeah. Padme team. So I don't have yeah. that. Who? So they have to make a tough decision of like, okay, how do I kill? How do I kill uh, this Padme team without just like screwing my hopes of killing Rey if she's in the back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I did that last 3v3 of, I was taking Rey on offense just because um, I didn't have the Kylo ultimate yet. So Kylo was always on defense because I think without the ultimate, he's better on defense. Well, he's better on defense, period. Um, but I was putting Padme in the bottom front. That way they, uh, basically for exactly what you're saying, like are they going to use Thrawn on that Padme team thinking that Ray might be in the back? Yeah. Yeah, that is, it's, it, that's I think why everyone loves Grand Arena because it's just like a mind game. You're trying to, like, I mean, and I've been in the same way. Like I, I, I said this on stream multiple times. It's just like, I actually love it when the GLs are in the front because it's like, okay, I know now yep. for fact, like what you've got and what I've got to get through. And it's exactly how I thought it was, but I hate it whenever there's like, it's like, Hey, they might have an SLKR in the back and there's this grievous team. And I normally use, you know, my Jedi Knight Revan against it or whatever. But if they've got that, that, that SLKR in the back and I don't have Jedi Knight Revan, 
then I'm screwed, you know, like, so I have to try to do something to do this. And like, you know, and then that's usually when mistakes happen. Like, it's like, okay, I guess I'll bring in shock T and the clones. And that can go like one of two ways. It can go either like you get 50 banners and you, you win or you, you get like the lose. And now you're just like, Oh God, what is, yeah. what has happened? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I've, I'm honestly giving serious thought to putting both Galactic Legends in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And just putting a couple like FU squads in the front to to make people like think they can't possibly have both Galactic Legends in the back. Yeah. Like they can't they can't <laughs> well, they can have both. So I'll I'll keep my one squad that can counter both, and then I'll use the other the other stuff. Like I, I'm thinking of saving that for like week two or three though. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's the other part of this. Week one is, a, in theory, should be the easiest week. Sometimes you get matched up with difficult opponents, and you're just like, but it's week one. What's happening here? Um, but I, I, w- I probably won't break out my best defenses in week one, uh, just because I don't want it on the GAC history. And in one of the matches, I will have Kylo on offense. On one of the matches, I will have Ray on offense. And then if I can get away with it, depending on who my opponents are, I'll have both of them on defense. That way, whoever's planning me for me the following week is going to say, literally every option he had, he took last week. I have no clue what's going to happen. Um, but kind of to Ando's point, the biggest favor that they can do to you or do for you is put their three toughest teams in that front bottom section. It's like, Oh, well, I, these are the toughest teams. That's easy. I like to, uh, I like to put all the B teams in that front bottom section, like KRU with hucks. I put on that front bottom section that they have to get through it. And I got to defend probably two out of three times last five V five. It was amazing how many defense I got with it. And I talked to one of my opponents afterwards, and he's like, listen, it's a, it's a tough team when you don't know what you have to save for the back. And I was like, yes. Yes, it is. And <laughs> uh, generally in the back, I had Supreme Leader Kylo, so he had to save stuff. Uh, but it, it's those types of teams where it's like you have to seriously think about how you're going to counter it but it's not the top tier A meta that those are the teams I love on the bottom, like that KRU Hucks or if you're planning on using gas on a different team, like Shakti and clones are fantastic in that front bottom, just because it's an easy team to beat, but not when you have to save X, Y, and Z, just in case something's in the back. Meanwhile, if you put, if I put KRU Hucks in the top zone or in the back zone, people would, easily have a counter for it because they have a full picture of the board but yeah uh, you know it, it's re- there's a lot more thought into how you place your teams than just i'm going to put seven teams out yeah. there oh at 100 percent yeah yeah um I, I i think you just have to be real real careful doing that um i, I think you're right solo that uh like placing those kind of squads is is the best like trying to create that level of uncertainty in your opponents um i think you just have to be cautious because if you do 
give uh, some kind of solution to them that uh, like if you give them a squad that they can easily counter that doesn't actually cost them a meta team like that's oh yeah know. that's yeah i'm not putting like newt in that front zone where if they have geos on offense they're just going to roll over it it's and it's usually i'm going to keep like general grievous and then you know that first order team and then one other strong like b plus team um and then I like to, like, I got so much crap for putting Ray in the top zone in 3v3 against good old Maurice. And everyone's like, why would you ever put a Galactic Legend up there? And my answer was basically simple. It's, listen, he knows there's going to be a Galactic Legend on defense. So why not show it to him? Show him what he has to counter. And then I had Darth Revan on the bottom with, I, I think it was like Bastila and Shock T. Uh, you know, those were the three teams. So it's like, why wouldn't I put Ray where he can see it? Because he knows Ray is going to be on defense no matter what. Um, just because why? I, I told him I was going to place a strong defense. Um, so sometimes I like to, you know, give you the tough team up top. That way you know, you already know what team you can't use down bottom. And it's not like I put weak teams. I, I had, you know, full R3 plus teams on the bottom as well. So it's it's never a place an easy team to counter on the bottom. It's always going to be something, uh, something that makes you think. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Ando, you have a Relic 7 Plo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so what, are you gonna, what are you going to do with Plo uh, at this, this 5v5? What plans, what diabolical schemes <laughs> have you cooked up for Plo? Dude, honestly, he works. I mean, so it really is going to depend. Like, like I'm going to look at their roster and see if he's got an SLKR. If he has no SLKR, then Jedi Knight Leak. Uh, Jedi Knight Luke is going to be the lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jedi Knight Luke is going to be the lead. And he, I mean, it's just that 50% TM gain is just awesome. Like, I mean, yep. when you have guys like my Hoda, he's like 320. You know, I could throw, I could if I, if I want to, I could throw Shakti in there. I think she's like 320 or something or something or another. But when you have guys like that, that are going that much faster than Luke's base speed. And then they get 50% TM from that. Like, it's just beautiful. Like you just, I mean, you're running circles around these guys and, and, and you're, you're getting that as soon as you get that, what I think it's like a cooldown of eight or whatever it is, uh, the heroes arise. You're just like constantly spamming that as well. It's just, it's so much fun and it's so controlling. And uh, you know, even if they do get to take a turn, Jedi Knight Luke has already stunned them. So it's like, yeah, they're just, they're just not moving for forever. It seems like it's, I love it. Yeah, but it's uh, a really great control piece. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the problem is, is like the question really comes down to, okay, well, if they do have an SLKR, then what am I doing with them? And I think <laughs> there you have probably the better choice. I have tried him with Basila and he is like mine currently the way I'm modded, which is, not like optimal at all, but he's got about 140 K of both protection and health. 
And so, and it, it's, it's, uh, I think it's about even breakdown. So it's 70 K. So underneath the Basel, you know, he's gaining that 200% protection up from his 70 K health, but he's taunting right away. So just like, uh, you know, like it, it can, he's not super fragile, but he is also, uh, he's not like, the, you know, he's not like he's just going to be taking hits for forever. So, um, but he's got, he's got some pretty good stuff in his kit. I, I definitely would not recommend anyone R sevening him. That's just <laughs> totally due for the, my community, but, uh, you know, the dispel on basic and, and the, that big TM gain, uh, I've constantly wondered, um, you know, there might be something where I, I even try it with a shock T lead, um, with Rex. There's like, I mean, cause that, that TM gain is also for clones. So yeah. you have Rex who's going to give that big TM boost right off the bat. And then, you know, you can get your, some cool downs going with those guys. And then Plo would get a TM boost to those guys as well. So it's like, you could potentially be looking at, you know, taking quite a few moves off the, off the front. So we'll see. I'm not sure yet, but you know, it's going to depend on, on, uh, you know, kind of what the roster of, of my opponent looks like, but I, I do have some plans. Well, I'm, and I'm excited to follow along and see, <laughs> see what uses Plo has. Um, <laughs> I, I will say I have always liked Plo. For a Jedi Knight, uh, this was back in the day with the Jedi Knight Revan team. Because I've had yeah. flow G12 for those Jedi Knight Revan matchups um, for a long time now. So he, he is absolutely a useful character, but R7 is <laughs> a, a little aggressive. <laughs> a little, little, just a little aggressive for me. Aggressive <laughs> is a great word for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he, it is a little bit of a move. Uh, I I agree though. I I have him at gear twelve exactly for that. Like it, it just ha it just so happened that he's also good with negotiator, and I was like, oh look at that, a, a character yeah. I don't actually have to yep. gear up and farm. Like he he was like he wasn't as great on defense because the AI sucks, which is fine. But um, yeah, with with Jedi Revan, that that mirror he saved that mirror match. It saved me so much time and yeah. frustration, and so yeah. many other people who climbed against me. I'm sure, <laughs> also he saved them. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say like, I do you guys remember like when CG? I don't know why this popped in my head, but you remember when CG like they? I think might have been it was either a Q and A or they actually just created a so separate post. They're like, hey, we've looked at like the numbers, and we think that you guys aren't using Plo Koon's ship enough. Like that's just <laughs> such a random thing for them to say, but they totally like came out and said it. And like now you wouldn't see a negotiator fleet with that one unless they just straight up did not have Plo Koon or something. Thought about I I want to put Plo like for my fleet that I climb with every day. Um, I use a negotiator and then I usually forget to put in or sorry I use uh, malevolence and I usually forget to put negotiator back in. <laughs> and so the fleet that I use to that I keep in there though I, it has Plo in it. Um, just because he just messes with people when when he comes in as a reinforcement. Like mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh. It's it's interesting. I've had a couple of people in my fleet shards say like, "Oh yeah, Plo came in and I couldn't beat your malevolent squad." I was like, "Sweet, I'll yeah. keep him in there. Thank you." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
So, um, Zolowit, do you have a squad that you're eyeballing right now for Grand Arena for 5v5? Um, I'm really interested to see how Mon Mothma works out. I'm actually kind of glad that my CLS testing with 2PO and 3PO didn't work on gas because I really want to run Mon Mothma with 2PO, 3PO, and two others. Um, I, I haven't settled on the final two because I don't have Caradoon ready and she is the obvious answer in that team. Um, so I have Hoth Scout, I have Bays, I have, um, I, well, I have Cassian. I, I don't know what the team is going to be. I'm really excited to see how this team does. I used it, I used them on Mothma team against the First Order team in Territory Wars. Um, it wasn't a, a good First Order team, but they were, you know, fully relict for Supreme Leader Kylo. Uh, and it was a really fun team. Um, so we'll see. And uh, Dodie, I, I do have, pa well, I don't have Pow ready for the big time yet. He's not, he's gear 12, but he's, the problem with that Mon Mothma team is you need some sort of speed in there. And my Pow is not modded for speed right now. He was modded for the Chex Mix team, and then I just never changed the mods when I stopped running Chex Mix. <laughs> um, so I, I, he's at least gear 12, but he's not ready for this Grand Arena. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I never even got him to gear 12. He was just gear 9. Especially, I, I enjoyed the shock value people had in it. They were like, he's only gear 9? And you still get good scores on Chex Mix. I was like, well, really all he is is offense up on a stick. That's all he is. <laughs> That's basically, it really yeah. Was. Uh, so as long as you can survive their initial barrage, like you could totally just have, I mean, if, if you wanted to RNG it, if you had enough time, you could totally just go with, uh, you know, like gear, whatever, whatever the low level gear you can on yeah. him as long as you could get that offense up that was that was literally the only considerations but but people people often they were like really you did that and i was like i kind of enjoy that reaction so i'm gonna just keep <laughs> him at, at gear nine so yeah um that being said uh, he's he's definitely on my list of considerations with mothra i'm what i'm going to do is so i got hoth rebel scout up to gear 12 the other day because once you spend one stun gun on him, it's like an automatic, uh, it's like you're gear eight and then you're magically suddenly gear 12 on yeah, him. Yeah, he has it's a just, really easy gear. It's like he costs one stun gun and that's it. It was, it was really cool. So he's gear 12 now. Um, and really, I mean, that's the only reason I, I got him that far. What, I, what my plans are with Mothra is to wait until someone comes up with a really good comp and they have a video <laughs> and then I'm totally just going to use that comp and yeah. gear them that way. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on Mothra? Uh, and oh, I saw the other day in Territory Wars, you had a stream where you were attacking and your, uh, your gear 12 Treya team almost got taken out by a Relic Mothra team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the relics were definitely highly in their favor. Um, 
Because I think, I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, I, I used, uh, it was Chase. I used Chase uh, yeah. underneath a Treya, uh, Scion, and uh, Nihilus lead. And I thought to myself, okay, the reason why I'm bringing in Chase is one, just so he taunts right away. And two, um, you know, it's never bad to have tenacity up and and uh, kind of give everyone the healing over time or whatever. But um, as soon as I, as soon as we started, it was like they melted base <laughs> and then they <laughs> melted, they melted freaking Churret right after each other. But the the damage was already kind of done. You know, they were they were already starting to chip away at their own health and defense or uh, protection and whatnot. And um, Eventually, yeah, it came down to – it looked like it was going to be really, really solid, um, but I think they killed Scion before I could get a um, – held by Hatred, and that, I think, really crushed the team. But, yeah, by the time they got over to Nihilus, he probably had, like, 800K because of all the crits they had been <laughs> uh, in health. So they were, like, barely doing any damage. But, yeah, that, that was uh, that was Mon Mothma. But uh, – she was only five stars, like gear 11, I want to say. But the rest of them, it was like uh, Cara Dune at Relic, I, I want to say three or five. Chupio at, I think, Relic seven. Um, Hoth, one of the Hoth guys, I don't know which one it was actually, because I didn't actually look. Um, and then I forget who the last guy was. But it was, I mean, overall, like I said, it would have been a terrible banner count, but like, yeah, I mean, that's. it seems like that would be – if I have to face that in Grand Arena, I think that's probably what I'm going to have to do. Uh, because yeah. I, I have been, like, over this week, I've been, like, diligently, like, and I mean, like, very diligently, uh, adding gear to my Jawas. Um, but they're, they're currently at, like, gear – I think some of them are gear 10, but I think most of them are, like, gear 9 and maybe gear 8. Um, so they're definitely not ready for it. So – it's going to be interesting, man. She definitely brings a huge component into the, into it. Um, because even I've noticed like if they have gear 12, like they're still good. Like there's, you cannot like underestimate them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, so people are saying disturbing things in chat about, about <laughs> all of this, um, <laughs> but like uh Dodie beast here is talking about, um, he has he's shown me videos in fact of his relict wedge just obliterating certain things and it's, it's very <laughs> tempting I'm except sure. you have to get him all the way from purple to blue and that's that's potentially the most disturbing because he is a pain in the neck to gear and yeah. like he has worthless pieces in for his gear 12 or yeah. for his gear 11 yep. finishers gear 12 finish whatever like and it, it, it requires like four of them. It's gross. It's stupid. And and then like you and then you have to add six more pieces to him, and the, and his ship isn't good. Like it's it's disturbing. But then but Doty Beast is here raining on my parade, saying you need wedge, uh, <laughs> you need wedge to go with pow because AOE um, AOE defense down is so good, and his special doesn't trigger damage penalty with wedge. Like it's. Uh, it's disturbing to think that maybe that that might be necessary. And then, um, and then we have enigmatic potatoes saying, uh, 
saying that the best plan for Mothra is to have more than five characters ready so that you can swap them around. And I don't want to gearify more than five worthless characters. <laughs> I just don't. That sounds awful. So yeah. disturbing things from chat. And I regret <laughs> having read them. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I think at least now, because I have Chupio at gear 11, I think adding two PO and three PO to that team is kind of a, is mandatory for me, especially considering I don't have all the garbage uh, geared up. Um, but I, I'm really I'm really interested to see how this goes and and what I can actually take out. I remember when they first did the Vader rework, I was I was scared to attack teams with Vader because it was so new. I was like, yep. man, I really don't want to mess this up. And I ended up not using Vader half the time because I was like, what if he's not that good? I don't know how good of a team he can take out. And that's kind of how I feel with uh, Mon Mothra now. Yeah. Is, uh, I know she's good. I just don't, I don't know what the top end of her good is. Yep. I 100% I agree. Like, I think a lot of times, like, these teams come out and it's just like oh my gosh we don't know like like it's the new toy but like no one knows it's like kind of the same thing with the bugs like for the longest time they're like dude bugs are crazy and then someone's like just use trail lead and then it's like oh cool like but it just <laughs> oh, it took solved it, yeah <laughs> it took it took a while for everyone to kind of do that you know like and and in the interim you know like I'm not saying that gearing jaw was, was the wrong answer, but I know a lot of people did that to do, to counter it. But it's like, those guys are pretty heavy gear. Like now that I'm like going through them, like they kind of require some, some serious pieces in them. Yeah. And uh, if I could not do that, then like, I will, I will gladly put more gear on to, you know, the tri the uh, triumvirate. If I, if it means that like, I'm not gearing the Jawas. So, yeah. and that's what, that's what I'm waiting for. Like, there's going to be like teams where it was like, oh, wow, that's easy. And same thing with like the, the conversation that we we're having earlier, uh, I forget who it was with, um, but it's like, same thing with like Luke lead right now. There's so few people out there right now that have him. And there's just, we, I don't know if we know either a, how good it is or B truly like how, you know, how not good it is. Um, and I said the same thing when SLKR came out and everyone's like, dude, SLKR sucks. And I mean, he ended up like, yeah, it, it's definitely not good when gas can basically solo him. But, um, but yeah, like I was just saying, Hey, we, I think we might be rushing to conclusions here that we, uh, we just don't know. Like this was pre-ultimate, you know, it's like, yeah. you, you never know. And I think, I think the, the buff that we got was, it seemed like it was very um, reactive. Like, cause now you look at it and it's just like the, the buff seemed to make him just so much like better than Ray. Like it was like one of those things where I think everyone was like, Hey, we just want people that are equal, you know? And then it was just like, Oh no, just kidding. Like SLKR is just way better now. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I think just I adding the, 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 the advantage would have probably been good. I mean, when you can have a Hux that gets 330 plus speed, and then also the first time that he gains advantage, he's gaining 20% turn meter off that. It's like, 
okay wait <laughs> why is he getting the 30 speed then too i mean it's like insane he's going so fast yeah but yeah and to comment on the chat talking about jawas if my opponent has like gear 10 or 11 jawas i'm going to place my mothma on defense because i know they're going to use jawas and i can already guarantee you one of my defense teams um held for 47 banners yeah, like, yeah. It, it's basically a loss at that's that what point. yeah um totally good point so i i don't see why i wouldn't put them down there and bait that jawa team i'll even make it easier for them to uh win with the jawas because i'm not going to score less than like 53 with any of my offensive teams so i'm already starting six points uh up on them if they use their jawas so Go right ahead. Feel free, guys. Uh, here's Mon Mothma. I'll gladly keep a different team on offense. Uh, yeah, if they if they want to use Jawas on me, I will 100% take that. Yeah, yeah every a, time. I said that point. about Geos, too. Like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Gear, gear them. It's a 57-point win. Not every one of my defense teams needs a hold. Um, they just need to steal banners. That's all mm-hmm. I care about. Yep. Right. Well, and we said that, you know, I, I said that a, a long time ago. Like, I remember yeah. I remember Indigo was talking crap to me at one point in a good-natured way. But he was like, well, why, why do you put Geos on defense? Yeah, I'll just use Jawas. And I was like, um, because you'll use Jawas <laughs> against me. Like, that. that's yeah. why I, I would put... <laughs> That's, like that's you the answered your own question. <laughs> First off, let, let's one. Let's just let's just talk about this part right here. The fact that you say Jawas. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I I don't need any of that nonsense out of you. <laughs> no, it's so true, and that's why I like I've always been reluctant to to gear them. I guess my whole thing is like, yeah, you know, maybe if I go into that trio fight and like with my triumvirate and I lose, then it's just like, okay, I don't want to waste a, a another, you know, solid team. So here's my gear eight jaw jawas. And <laughs> um, let's try to let's try to blow them up so that way I don't have to use like an actual good team. But yeah, no, I totally agree, man. Like that's such a good point. It's just like yeah, if you're willing to take one of your eight battles, or I guess seven battles, uh, really with squads, and you're willing to throw in your suboptimal lineup to get a suboptimal score, then I'm totally willing to to play into that. Like I I'll, I will play that every single time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I will say the the one argument I I have against that is. If you can take, I do, I do this with troopers all the time because I still use troopers a lot um, because there are a lot of, still a lot of squads that troopers can counter, uh, though they're more and more rare. Uh, if I can take, if I can take troopers and remove one of your squads with troopers, then it's like having just a free squad. And troopers are a bad example or a bad parallel because troopers are incredibly efficient. You get 60 usually or something close to that if they have a counter or something. But um, the, the fact of the matter is like using, like sometimes you just need to get through a squad and it doesn't matter how many banners it costs. It's like, yep. I can't budge these geos. Like I just won't full clear if I don't do that. 
or I know that he's got something gross in the back and I don't have a squad to spare for this squad. And yes, it's inefficient, but if I can get the win, that's potentially more important. And I didn't use any of my really good squads. I could potentially put one extra squad on defense if I know for a fact I can use Jawas on offense and get a win. Yeah. I'll counter that though, because I mean, like we were just talking about this, like, especially in fives, it's just like, you need eight teams. Like, I mean, well, seven teams, you know, plus your fleet, but you need seven teams. Like if you use Jawas, like you're probably gonna, you're like, I do it every stream too. Like I look and I'm like, I didn't even use my Padme team. Like, I'll be like, how, how the heck did I do that? Like there was probably a team that I could have gotten way better banner score on that. I just decided like, Oh, I'm just like, you know, I'm going to play it safe or, or or I want to try to keep that in case they have something in the back that I need that for or whatever the case is like, so I, I don't know, like I get what you're saying, but like, I would still like say that like it's less than prime, but yes, totally agree with the point that, yeah, sometimes getting the full clear means that you get the 2000 or 1600, whatever they decide the the points are this time, which is way more important than just one shotting the teams. Um, You know, if you set your teams up, right, your defense, right. um, You know, you, you can afford, that 47 banner win then by all means but yeah we're i think we're again we're starting to get to that point where it's like if you can just provide eight teams that are like always going to win like then or seven teams and one ship you know fleet then and then there's teams out there that are just like always going to be an ace in in the hole you know like it's just they're just that way you know and um so that's where i would say like yeah using Jawas, the, the C grade team, where you could just potentially use an, you know, B plus or an A and, and score better would be like probably the, the mistake, but for sure. That's why. Right. Oh, well, and, and to be honest, it, it all stops. Like Forsu just made a good point of like, he stops, he, his Jawas are all stopped at the gear level where they all require stun guns mm-hmm. and droid collars. And that's exactly it. Like, I don't think anyone's going to turn down a full gear 12 Jawa squad that someone just gifts to them. <laughs> like yep. if someone said, hey, do, do you want your Jawas to stay at gear nine or do you want them all gear 12 for free? Like I think most people are going to say, I'll take them all gear 12 for free. Thank you. Yeah. I need so. this mysterious benefactor. <laughs> That's just going to yeah. give me a, a G12 oh. team. <laughs> uh, and yeah. so the, the point I'm making is Yes, it's handy to have Jawas available. Yeah. It, it is just handy to have them. But are you willing to pay the gear? And for me, I, I'm not. Like, I yes, I'm yeah. arguing in favor of them uh, on a theoretical level. But am I willing to actually put gear into them where I still need to gear? gear I still need to gear all of Mothma's squad. And I need to put gear on Chupio and uh, all these other characters who are actually super relevant and they're going to get me efficient banners or good defensive teams like of course i'm going to do those first but if you have a huge amount of uh gear available and you've already geared all those good characters then why not get your jawas up to gear 12 frankly like that's a good tool to have in in the back of your pocket like i remember i couldn't clear less than two seasons ago in 5v5 I could not clear a General Grievous squad, and 
I, I've probably told this story a million times, but uh, for those of you who haven't heard it, I needed to clear a Jawa or, or a G General Grievous squad. I had like basically nothing, like, and it was a pretty good squad. And so I was like, okay, well, if I can, if I can clear, then I win. So I used Jawas there uh, against them, and they killed B1, like they, because B1 assists all the time, so he gets a ton of grenades on him. And then he, I put Stormtrooper Han with them so that Stormtrooper Han would survive and give B1 a time to explode. And that's exactly what happened. B1 exploded. Then I could just use a bunch of uh, horse teams to slowly chip away and eventually uh, kill General Grievous. And that, uh, that was a gear nine. Then I tried it a few fights later and they barely failed. But if they'd been a little higher gear, I think I could have achieved it. So yeah. my point is great tool. I don't know if they're worth gear 10 or higher if, if yeah. you still have stuff to gear. So. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a very niche team. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then there's obviously the speculation of will they be needed for Mandalorian content? And oh, frankly, I would not be too surprised because they're one of the few squads that nobody ever gears ever. So. Yeah. yeah, I've started to wonder if the Mandalorian content, quite frankly, is just like the um, smuggler content that everyone expected last fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Agreed. Everyone knew that there was going to be something for the smugglers. And granted, they did put an event in for smugglers, but everyone knew that they were going to be a panic farm. And then... Apparently nobody told CG that because they never became a panic farm. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. 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 It, easily that could be it. Sorry, what were you what were you gonna say, Endo? Oh yeah, I was gonna say, I mean it's impossible for us it's impossible for us to say. I mean, like I I, I created a whole YouTube video because I was just like, Hey, if you look at the time, like you know, they released out these marquees and it's been a long time since the marquees really haven't indicated that something else coming. But, I mean, people talk about Moff Gideon, and it's just like, can you realistically create a – unless they have insider – like, unless they got to see, like, you know, season two, you know, sneak peek type stuff, like they used to do, you know, with, like, Solo, and I know, uh, you know, they even had, like, the Sith Trooper and, and stuff like that uh, for episode nine. But it's just like, unless they've gotten, like, inside scoops about what he – you know, like, maybe what he turns into, like – there is there anything that we can really gather from like a, build a kit off of in in the last thing i i would think that maybe i mean it's not like he even uses the 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 dark saber to like attack oh, yeah. someone i know it, his abilities like extricate self from red yeah, tie fighter yeah, yeah it's like yeah i mean <laughs> intimidate jawas i don't even think yeah i don't even think he shoots at all like i know i'm He's just kind of sitting there commanding over death troopers, which is cool. But like, can you build a kid off of that? And is I it a legendary? Sure. Yeah, like, that—that's the thing. It's not just building a kid off of it. Is it yeah. a legendary? Which, I mean, the dark well, saber might be a legendary, but I don't know if yeah. the moth is. Yeah, I, I don't think he is. I do. I think we're primed, though. Frankly, I think we're going to get some. Like, a, 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 let's see. Mandalorian content is coming out in what, October, October, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's exciting. But they've done it before where like, they released Sith Trooper 
yeah. before. I don't know if they released the kit before. I think they did actually before yeah, episode did. nine came out. Yeah. Uh, one way or another, we knew about him. Like they could easily create a Moff Gideon uh, character based off of the you know what, what information they have. They do get that insider information. I don't. Yeah. yeah. You're right. They don't have from season one. It's like, what does he do? He like grins menacingly he threatens, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> like he has other people do his dirty work and a lot of people are speculating that he's going to come along and uh it'll be a new age for imperial troopers which would be really yeah. cool i don't know how it would work but i would be down with that i think um especially if we get a flame trooper of some sort yeah um, actually Speaking of like this on the chat, like I see J Rod, I've like talked about this like multiple times on my streams, and um, I think this is like Mando would be such an amazing opportunity for them to treat this like as a totally different character than they've ever done before. And what I mean by that is like maybe it's just like a almost like a kind of like a smuggler's event, you know. And basically, what you do is like it you know, you take your one, you know, one month, like for a couple days of the month, you get a chance at going in and um, basically uh, fighting. I forget, I always forget the name of it, but the thing that he, he had to fight. And that's like when he gets his like, or the, the lady asked him like, Hey, that you want the signet, right? Oh, the mud horn. Yeah. The mud horn. There we go. <clears throat> you fight that. Right. And then that adds, like a piece like his Beskar armor on his chest right so it's still the same character but we we now add a, a Beskar chest and that doesn't sound that cool in of itself but it's like eventually like you get so many of these like payments of the Beskar armor where you're like okay now you have you've done this event or you've done this bounty so many times that like you now get the singing uh, I think it's or whistling birds or whatever it's called and that's an actual ability now like that you get with this contract so not only do you have the annihilate, but you also have this AOE that like, you know, whistling birds and it does, you know, certain things or whatever. Or Dude, I've, or, yeah. Or I like, wanted that for a long time, honestly. Yeah. Like when we, yeah. I was first playing, I would kept looking at the Luke, the farm boy Luke thumbnail mm -hmm. uh, or the, the character <laughs> sheet, because I was sure that as I added gear, he was going to adapt and evolve into like <laughs> Jedi Luke eventually. Yeah. I was yeah. sure that's how it was going to be. And I was like, man, it's taking a while to actually get there. And then I'm still waiting. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like, you know, one event would be just, you know, going to that. The first event would be him just going to that. I, I don't even know the village and him just picking up the child you know like that's the now his summon you know like he summons the child and this the child gives you you know health and protection or maybe a boost in offense or something you know whatever it is um and so now like every battle he's got this summon that comes with them and helps with recovery and and all that good stuff and it's just like you like you're piece by piece like making this guy into a legendary character eventually and that, I think that'd be just cool. Like, I know they've never done that before. Like, we're probably going to get a full Beskar armor guy. And then, like, season three is going to come out and he's going to have a jet pack and 17 <laughs> missiles. And we'll get that guy, too. And, <laughs> but it'd be really cool if they just kind of, like, built on the guy that we have. Because he's really good. But 
yeah, it'd just be really cool if we could just like build on that guy because then it'd be like, oh man, this is this is sick. Like I can actually just go into certain events with this guy and, and uh, complete it and he gets better. And I would legit love that. That's a really fun idea. I yeah. don't think they'll ever do it, but I yeah. love that idea. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just put it for the, the fun stuff, but yeah, <laughs> I know that that's like definitely never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, now I'm sad. well let's make you happy because we have uh we should probably get some podcast questions because we always end up running out of time for them so um i don't know why you think that's gonna make me happy but let's (laughs) i do like them i guess but that cheers me up in a moderate uh way so (laughs) uh okay so the first one uh, and this is based off of a Reddit post, which we can talk about as well. Oh, for, our, for our first-time listeners, um, the, these are just questions that people ask on our Discord. If you want to yeah. join our Discord, we have a link to it, right? On the uh, yeah, it's on it's on well, it's on the Twitch, on Twitch page, and then we'll have it in the description of the podcast as well once the podcast yep. is published. Yes. Okay. So continue. All so, right. Solo. So. Apparently, Cubs, Arnold, and Ian uh, are all down like 30% viewership over the past two months, possibly with the notion that popularity and interest in the game is waning. Are you seeing a similar change in viewership, and what are your thoughts on these trends? Jared, what do you think? And are you seeing a decline in viewership? Um, I'm not seeing a decline at all. I, I would say... I see the inevitable decline of interest in 3v3, which happens. Like my, my initial videos, yeah. I'll get a ton of hits uh, relative to my normal level of hits. Uh, and then as the season continues and people's interest wanes and they don't feel like they need my guidance exactly, like they don't feel like they have to watch my videos to stay current, like they start feeling more confident, then people inevitably just stop watching them as much um, so that that decline has happened but overall my uh my my viewership has been has been uh, pretty good like uh, it keeps climbing i keep i keep getting more and more views and my numbers are better than ever so maybe that's just because i'm getting more exposure it's hard to say because at this point like Arnold is basically like a household name. Like most people know who he is at this point and they all watch him. And so like maybe that's more of an indicator of waning interest in the game than my stuff because maybe my stuff is still reaching new groups of people. I mean, there's still a ton of people. Clearly I have way fewer subs than he does. Maybe more people are watching his stuff. Um, or, Or like for sure more people are watching his stuff more maybe more people are just discovering my stuff and that is outweighing the the decline in viewership but overall i all i've seen for for myself like i've i've just seen increases across the board so yeah whatever that's worth what what about you ando um yeah i think more or less the same um i think yeah i think people don't really have an interest in in um 
in 3v3 like like you said like the first few it'll be like okay like let's look at what squads are work again and what don't and then once everyone kind of gets in mid-season form so to speak like it's just like hey it's more or less the same you know it's like it's the same thing like uh you know every week i'm gonna bring in you know (laughs) some you know jedi knight revan against gg or something like that you know or whatever the case is and every once in a while you'll find a cool little thing and you'll be like oh cool i brought in shock t this time you know but it's not enough to usually keep people super interested but yeah i think like i mean those guys like i i don't know how to put this but it's like those guys i think they have a lot of people that are also like you know the and like those channels specifically, like those bigger ones, like maybe not so much Ian, but like those other channels, like have kind of introduced other games that they've like either been covering or that they're interested in, or like, Hey, this is what's around the corner in this game, you know, or, and so it's like, I feel like they're almost like kind of advertising for that game too. So it's like, yeah, whenever that happens and you have that much influence over someone, and they leave this game because yeah, all the things that you say are true, you know, like MSF is getting more content. MSF is getting more frequent updates and stuff like that. And if that's what someone's really looking for and they're down about the fact that they're not, you know, they're probably, they're probably boosting up mobile gamers views (laughs) um, as much as they're decreasing their own. Um, And again, I'm not trying to say like, I'm not like pointing finger and being like, it's all your fault or whatever. It's just like, Hey, like there, there are certain actions and, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I could probably point to also, you know, galactic challenges, probably not being everyone kind of hyping it up and then it not being, you know, everyone's, you know, what living up to the hype, I guess, if you will. And uh, but yeah, you know, like, again, when you make a video that says like, Hey, galactic challenges sucks (laughs) and like, you've been hyping it up, you know, for a while you have to kind of expect like, okay, like, you know, this guy's hyping this thing up and now he says it sucks. Like, I'm, why am I, you know, I'm not going to play the game anymore. I'm not going to watch YouTube videos on this anymore. I'm going to go yeah. spend my time doing yeah. whatever. Dude, so and that's, a, like, that's a wonderful point that I, I was, I wanted to make as well is like, maybe these guys, like they have these, these viewers who are all just like now, a lot of them are like these guys are charismatic enough that their viewers are like yeah i believe exactly what they they believe like i want to believe this stuff and these guys have like frankly been pretty negative about the game and like solo and i have talked about it before of like you play a game that you like depend on for your living basically like that that is what you do professionally and you're telling people that this game sucks and you're very negative about it like not i'm not saying that their view is wrong or that i necessarily disagree with them i mean i, I do disagree on, on a lot of different things but i'm not trying to like throw them under the bus here i just i'm like what what do you expect if you say this game sucks and there's no reason to play it and i'm depressed all the time every single video i'm showing shows how negative i feel the game the the, the negative direction the game is going like they're like, well, I didn't think my viewers would actually like listen to me, like, <laughs> but yeah. but you're hoping that they do. I I I, I don't know. It just makes yeah. me makes me scratch my head a little bit. Yeah, I I mean, 
I, I said it on the podcast before, probably about two months ago, when all the the drama happened. Um, I've never seen people work so hard to destroy the business that they're trying to build. Um, because all they do is talk bad about it. I mean, I'll use Urs as an example because he's no longer doing the game. Um, they, He was literally on a show with Cubs where Cubs was getting a lot of flack for being uber negative. Uh, and so Cubs has this, you know, sets up his normal Monday stream with Urzatron where they do like a news segment and they talk about stuff. And he's like, you know, I, I really want to listen to my community. Urz, do, do you think uh, we're being too negative? And Urzatron's like, no, we need to be more negative. This game is crap. And I was like, so you're just going to ignore everything the community has said and just go even further negative. And here's the thing. You look at Reddit, because I, I like, you know, we love to make fun of Reddit on this program. And uh, half of the negativity on Reddit is from people that no longer play the game. And they still watched, like, the Cubs and the Arnolds and the Urzes because they are entertaining. If nothing else, those guys know how to make an entertaining video. Absolutely. But there's only so much time that somebody that doesn't care about the basis of the game is going to stick with you no matter how entertaining you are. So if you are constantly being negative, and I do think negativity takes away from the entertainment value, like when they're constantly slamming on stuff, I think you can't be happy. So you Mm -hmm. might find it engaging, but it's not going to be something that makes you feel good. And you're just not going to go back to it if you don't care about the content anymore. Um, So they're kind of, they drove people away. And I do think, like, I know we're, we, you know, are growing on Twitch. So we're technically growing, but that's not necessarily the same as what these guys are up against. But I also think that Reddit post that was made was incredibly selective where they, they picked well, it's known. It's a known CG troll that when evidence was thrown at him like 18 times in the post, he's like, no, no, you can't look at profits to determine how successful a game is. You have to look at the viewership of YouTube. And everyone's like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but he selects, like, the start of it is the week that Jedi Knight Luke comes out, where obviously everybody's going to be watching videos because it's Jedi Knight Luke. Yeah. And then over the next two months. So, and it does, uh, the views like didn't even drop below the baseline. So it's not like they dropped overall. It's like, Oh, they dropped back to the baseline. He's like, it dropped 30% guys. Like, no, no, it didn't. It yeah. increased 30% and then it came back to normal. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I think, I think the game is still making a ton of money. And when you're looking at how long a game is going to last and when you're looking at how successful a game is, you're going to look at how much money they're making, not the YouTube views for three individuals 
like not even looking at the entire views for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. It's for three specific individuals, which I mean, just doesn't make sense. And also, not that I've thought about this topic a lot, but people like Cubs, he's on Twitch now. Same thing, mm-hmm. Urs, when he was on the game, they moved to Twitch. People aren't going to watch Twitch and then the re-upload to YouTube. It's like my videos viewership on YouTube went down, not by a lot, but it went down when we started streaming on Twitch. But that's because those people are still watching me. They were just watching me in a different in a different area. It's it's not that we lost viewership. It's just that one site lost viewership. So I, I think, I mean, the whole thing is much ado about nothing. They need, it was all kind of spearheaded by a troll and then, you know, I, snowballed. I think too, and I've, I, I've constantly, like, I've said this on stream as well. It's like, uh, you know, the Game Changers program really died in, I want to say like November-ish of 2018. It's like right when that big screenshot leak happened, right? And then they kind of yeah. got like a watered down version of it. And then that like kind of limped on for like another eight or so months or whatever it was. And it's like, some of this has to, I think also too, like it's the same thing with Twitch, right? Like I used to, you could say that like I used to dominate Twitch with like, you know, 30 (laughs) viewers or whatever at a time. But it's like, now I look on Twitch and it's like, like especially when Grand Arena is going, there's like eight or nine or 10 streams and Mm -hmm. they've all got 20 or, you know, 20 or higher or whatever. It's like, okay, the overall, like, yeah, maybe, maybe even I have dropped down or whatever, but it's like overall, like, Twitch is doing really, really good. And it's like, I think from when that, when the Game Changers died, you know, or was kind of, you know, kind of put to rest, I think like a lot more people started saying like, hey, I, I'm, you know, I play the game every day. I'm just going to record something on my phone. And, you know, now those guys that have been doing that for two years, you know, they've got a big following too. And it's like, I'm not saying that it's totally due to like why, you know, Cubs and those guys might be, seeing reduced numbers but it's like there's just more people now covering the game than i think there was back in the day and we all have access to the same information now too yeah. and so, some people even more if you would argue that like yeah you know like guys at cubs you know before his uh his no spending thing you know like he could only show footage of stuff that like he had on his test account whereas like a guy that just decides like mandalore who just decides to wail out on everything and he can show you everything the day of, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, guys, it's, if you want to talk about like business terms, like it's becoming a more competitive market, you know? Um, so I think it's a good thing too. Like, uh, but yeah, like, I think those are just like certain instances and, and uh, like, I like, I like all those guys that we've mentioned and I definitely don't have anything against them. I just think that it, it was like, I think it, it's, definitely the i forget which argument it is uh but it's like when you're trying to paint the whole picture with just like very specific case yeah i i would say it's drama more that. yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, i will say because i don't want to make it sound like i was talking about bad about them because i actually like cubs like oh yeah uh, when cubs is not on his own stuff and he can just be himself rather than the persona for his um channel because all of us will go into a certain persona no matter what uh 
it's it just kind of the nature of the camera. But like Cubs was on Mort's stream a couple times and just talking like a normal person. And he was fantastic to listen to. It was like the yeah. old Cubs because he didn't have to worry about how is my viewership right now? And how is this? And how is this? Because it is stressful. I mean, he's doing yeah. this as a full-time job. It's It's stressful for him. But when you take him out of the stressful situation, he's actually a good guy and interesting to talk to and, you know, very personable. So I, I don't want to make it sound like we're talking bad about them. Just, oh, make, yeah. just maybe some of the decisions they made. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with going so negative all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah agreed. So that was that was actually a very long-winded response. Why don't we uh, <laughs> why don't we move on? All right, that's uh, there we go. Uh, all right, so next one. Um, actually, I'm going to skip skip around here, and we'll start with Ando on this one. Ooh. What is currently your lowest geared or starred faction? And what uh, Galactic Legends speculation would require you to relic them? So, for example. Uh, the Askers, Galactic Republic uh, Jedi include Kit Fisto at 19 out of 25 to unlock, Ayla at 16 out of 50 to unlock, and three-star Gear 1 ETH Koth. Um, but so he can totally see a Galactic Legend GK coming, which re- would get him to, you know, work on this faction. So what's your lowest geared or starred faction? And is there a Galactic Legend that would get you to work on them? um man that's a good question um i think i mean probably faction wise it'd probably be the tuscans i mean i I have everything (laughs) at seven stars well i guess minus like cam um but i i I know i have not touched any of the tuscans and uh what gl honestly if they if they tie okay this is actually this actually works out perfectly (laughs) If they tied a fallen Anakin to the Tuscans, I would completely gear them up. Like I, I think that's the next big GL that I want. Like in in the game, like to me, like I want the fallen Anakin or Darth Vader pre suit, whatever you want to call them. And like that's you just to slay the the Tuscans with him and the women and the children too. And it's just yeah, it's messed I, I think, up, man. but like it would i mean that would be the one that like because i i I mean glad to republic i think i have pretty well geared up yeah i mean i think everyone else like it's just really those like small weird factions that i haven't done yeah yeah for sure yeah jareth what about you i don't really know um we just talked about jawas a lot i i really think I wouldn't mind an excuse to do gear Jawas. Um, speech impediment or no. Mocking <laughs> for it, but um, you know, I, I would like that. I would like Solo mocks me for Phoenix. I, I just really like Phoenix. Like I, I like that show. Rebels is was a great show. And I, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind putting relics on my Phoenix, even though even though Solo would would mock me he'd actually be doing it alongside me so <laughs> actually that would be the faction i'd want to happen just so he had to yeah. just to force him i've been taking a lot of delight in him like nervously shuffling his feet about biston whether or not he's going to gear biston because <laughs> he said forever that he's not going to gear biston ever 
and so I, I hope I, I just keep hoping that's going to happen um I, I so I, I'm selecting a lot of things I think the other one would be Old Republic I would I would I'd be down with Old Republic in terms of in terms of gearing them for something greater than they've already been used for that probably won't happen but yeah I don't know otherwise I, I feel like the the question also had an element of like you're a, it, it, with the context of like you're you're you know what things are you totally unprepared for entirely and for my for my main roster I honestly like Tuscans were great that's a great answer and oh, I, yeah. I love the idea of that um but otherwise it's like yeah Jawas uh the Mothra squad is you know all of those characters are pretty poorly geared um my roster has a lot of gear on it though frankly like yeah oh here how about how about this one guys this one this one is my final answer mandalorian faction <laughs> with gar saxon and imperial uh commando whatever yeah yeah those guys are pretty low for me too but like yeah. and, and then with sabine and mandalorian and whatever other characters come in the mandalorian uh you know from from more content for mandalorian uh people Don't are going to be upset Candace. what's that don't forget about Candorus. Candorus, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I've I've always liked Candorus, anyways. I would yeah. love to gear him. Um, but then and then people are gonna cry forever about not uh, about Boba and Django not not being included. But yeah, I'm okay with them just crying forever <laughs> and never <laughs> never actually having any relief from that. So yeah, yeah, I I would love that. Uh, maybe have some like. Yeah. Anyways, wait, I could go on, but that, I would love Mandalorian. What about you, Solo? I, I've gone on way too long about this. I, you know, I, I'm a lot like you, where it's really the the bigger factions, like the Jedi, the Empire, the Rebels, the top end or the top half are all fantastically geared, but the bottom half <laughs> are all like gear five and below. Um, so if they ever required the bottom half of like Empire, which has, you know, Gar or Imperial uh, Super Commando or whatever his name is, uh, I'd be screwed. Or like the Galactic Republic Jedi, I just, I barely have any of them uh, yeah. geared up. But, oh God. But... Especially unclaimed ones. It's like, yeah, I have Grandmaster right. Yoda and General Skywalker, sure. Yeah. But I'm but not going to use them and... You don't have Jedi Knight Guardian geared up, guys? <laughs> uh, well, I've heard Ando is getting an R7 Ayla, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's definitely not happening. We're not doing that, dude. Not until I see, not until I see her working with Cam, and then I would probably be like, all right, it's time to do this. <laughs> Honestly, like that, Solo and I have discussed the possibility of people applying pressure to us doing like another gearing challenge like we yeah. did with Stormtrooper Han to Relic 7. I honestly think that maybe Ayla is going to be one of, if we ever do that, Ayla is going to have to be a, one of the um, Ayla might be a good that. one. She's yeah. going to, I think she's going to be good with Cam. It's just, yeah, I'm not going to be having Cam for 16 years at the rate that I'm going, so. Yeah, yeah, I think she's, I think she's actually really good with um, Jedi Knight Luke. Uh, Zareth and I were talking about the other day 
getting Ezra to G13 and giving a couple of relic levels just because if you need Jedi Knight Luke with Jedi Knight Revan to counter Supreme Leader Kylo, well, then that team is kind of set. Mm-hmm. But if there's no Supreme Leader Kylo on defense, you can easily break that team up to two, into two. You just need enough Jedi to do it. And right now, I don't have enough Jedi. But if you have an Ayla and an Ezra, you can easily split those team two teams up into two and have two really strong teams. So yeah, I, I don't think Ayla is bad. And Ezra is Phoenix, but I think he's, uh, you know, he's separated from the from the bunch. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. Next question. What are your top three most tricky non-meta characters for defense? So basically, who do you like to place or who don't you like to face um, that aren't, you know, the big ones, like the Darth Revens, the Gas, or the Galactic Legends? Like, what what tricky teams are out there for you? Hmm. I'll let Ando answer that first. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Um uh, one that I really don't like facing um, is Django. Django, like at Relics, he's scary. Like there, there's some that are like modded that you're just like, okay, like he's barely hitting me. And then there's some that he's just like, oh, I'm just going to rocket you and you're dead. And yep. like you have no like say in it at all. It's just like, holy crap, man. Um, especially like when Poggle's in there because he's got that like, He's got that unique that gives them 25% offense on top of him already getting his contract, which gives him like 50% offense or something. So it's like, he just, like, he just melts people um, if done right. Um, Top three. uh, Shoot. I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, Newt is always just like, and Newt is just one of those things where it's just scary. Like if you miss a payment or if it's ability blocked and it it just starts to really like, like, it's just like, oh, my God, am I going to take another t-? Like, it's not like usually like even they have like the big damage dealer that's going to make you regret it instantly. It's just like, holy crap, like four minutes has gone by and I haven't taken a turn. Like, what is happening <laughs> right now? Um, and it's just like yeah. super stressful for like the however many turns they're taking. Uh, so that'd be one of them as well. And man, non-meta, I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean... I haven't faced him too often, but Chupio honestly does like scare me. Like just the fact that like, he's going to mass blind, he can hit up to five times or I guess technically six, but it's just like, Holy crap, man, this is scary. Like he's, and he's assisting all the time. Like, it's just like, yeah, kind of the same thing with like uh B one, like, they not they're not doing so much damage where it's just like oh wow the, like I'm in trouble now but it's just like it's just like that constant chipping away that you're like okay wait a second like am I about to lose this guy because they just keep targeting him so <laughs> yep yeah Jared what do you think um yeah so I, I remember once I faced a Dengar lead in five v five and it, it was kind of a sneaky one it had it also had uh. Malak in it a few other things like it, it kind of split up a few squads and it was a while ago like that would have made less sense to split Malak off frankly um Dengar ever since like so I had, I had a two hit it and I, I still beat the guy but it, it was 
it was an extremely uncomfortable team to face because uh, his lead, his lead does just kind of mess with you. Like just, it, it reduces your critical damage. And I don't think people realize just how much we all rely on critical damage <laughs> in, in our fights. And so yeah. when they take 50% away, like it, it's hugely problematic for a lot of different characters. And like that, he, he, that's just a universal thing that he does. It, it, it can yeah. it, it can go on any squad as long as he's the lead. And uh, he's always kind of worried me. Like I, I haven't really faced a ton of Dengar squads, but I, I feel like some of the conversations I've had recently with, with like some of the Operation Metaverse people uh, and uh, other people in high end guilds who are doing GAC stuff. Like they've they talk about Dengar lead, and I'm it makes me nervous. <laughs> so. That's fair. Um, you know, he, he's definitely not meta. I, I also, I, I find myself nervous about like Mandalorian teams that I haven't planned against. Cause frankly, like, so, so the other day, the other day, it was a few months ago, but I, I remember, um, so I, I quit my, my high-end PVP guild alpha squad at, to join uh hot ski patrol, which is a really great guild. Uh, but they're a little less intense on territory wars. And then like a few wars later, of course, uh, my new guild had to fight my old guild and the, the old guild is just like, this is what you get, Sarah. And I'm like, <laughs> like less stress in territory wars. Yeah, that is what I get. You know? <laughs> But but like people were being nasty enough that I, I recorded all my fights and I decided not to send all of them, frankly. Uh, I decided to, but the, the one I did send was one of, one of them who was actually being pretty nasty about things. They had placed a bounty hunter squad with Jingo, lead and uh, like Mandalorian and Grief and they were all Relic 7. And it was like, wow, this squad is great. Until I realized that my uh, Stark was faster than even his like, <laughs> Uh, Bosk, who was who was uh, pretty fast with, with Django lead, and they're all Relic Seven. And I, they didn't get a single turn. I wiped the entire squad out I entirely. And so I send them that, of course, because that was funny. Because um, uh, my highest Relic, I have Relic Four, uh, Snowtrooper, Relic One, Stark, and the rest are Gear Twelve. So it's it's like they had forty nine Relics on that squad, and I had five. <laughs> Dang, and one of those nice. was unnecessary because Stark could all, Stark only needs one or only needs relic zero really. Um, but that being said, like so, so that worked. That being said, a Mandalorian squad that's well thought out and well timed, it's not meta yet, and it, it won't be like arena meta. But that squad makes me nervous. I yeah yeah I, yeah. I I don't like the idea of having to face that. <laughs> what about Fair. you, Solo? Um, I'm going to go with a squad here. Uh, my biggest fear is a new Dooku nest team with Django where Dooku and Newt are both like at or over 300 speed. And, and if it's a fast nest, your team is just stun locked the entire time <laughs> because it's like Dooku goes, hides everybody Nest stuns somebody. Newt is applying extortion, and then Dooku is just stunning everybody. And I've only lost once to a Newt team with my Geos, and it was such an embarrassing loss when I when I lost it because I don't think I got a turn. Like my entire team was stun locked for basically until they're dead, 
and it, it takes a long time for a new team to work through uh, a relic geo team, <laughs> but there they were, uh, and there I went basically. So <laughs> that is the only team that scares me, even though I've only lost once to it. That story makes me happy in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad my failure makes you feel good, Zareth. Um, Anything that takes Geonosians off the your pedestal of uh, worship is <laughs> is just nice. Except like for they're it. never going to come off that pedestal. Well, <laughs> but I think that maybe that story makes them um, <laughs> a, a little diminished. It, that's all. So uh-huh, uh-huh. it chips away, it chips away at the foundation. So, so uh, are you still countering Karth with Phoenix, Sarah? <laughs> um, if I saw Karth teams now, uh, I, I would, <laughs> I would solo. Uh, but anyway, now that <laughs> rudely interrupted, um, mm. that that would be, you know, that that's really the off-meta team that I'm most worried about. Uh, all right, last one. We finally caught up on podcast questions. We're like Oof. eight weeks behind for a while here. Well, guys, we, we need yeah. more. Yes. <laughs> so now give us more so that we can not get to them all. Um, <laughs> so I just recently set up enough loadouts so that all three teams I use for my arena climb, which is Gas, uh, the Vader counter to Supreme Leader Kylo, and the Vader Ray counter, have unique mods, and I no longer have to swap mods depending on who I'm fighting. Currently, I keep them all in place until GAC lock-in, which has separate mod loadouts. Um, would it make more sense to leave those arena mods on for GAC so that you can mitigate the risk of fighting GLs, or should you swap to make the teams basically a more generic um, setup? So, Zareth, what do you think? Um, I mean, it's kind of, kind of hard. It was kind of hard to follow that question. No, no offense to the person asking it. Um, I think what it's saying though, is basically like, uh, should, should those, should they have those things applied for Grand Arena? Um, or should they like switch to a more generic thing? And my answer is the same thing that we talk about, like all the time on this podcast and that's have a plan you need to be able to kill galactic legends you have to have to have to if that's something you're going to face like maybe your arena climb allows you to climb and then you, your roster is still low enough uh gp and matchup gp wise that you don't have to actually face galactic legends in which case you know congratulations but uh if you take all those mods and just make them generic and make it so that none of those squads are actually relevant in your GAC, then you're doing it wrong. Like you need, you need to have either your plan needs to be, you use your own galactic legends to counter, which is generally very inefficient banners wise, or you need to have off meta counters available. And so to me, uh, like it sounds like these loadouts make it like they're these loadouts are using like your best of mods so like that you have to use if you have a mod general skywalker to counter something then you can't use those like you can't have vader be uh modded to be able to counter them uh, because they're all being used the stuff you would use on vader are already being used by your general skywalker um 
So in that case, like you, you got to pick and choose, but you, you, you can't just walk in and be like, well, normally I can counter galactic legends, but I, I'm just going to put generic stuff on my, or mods on my guys and hope I don't face them. Like you need to have a plan. So that's, that that's that's it what what about you ando what are your thoughts yeah no i you i think you you have to always take like hey what what is the highest threat that i'm going to face um because like if they if they don't then great like i guarantee you if your vader can beat a gl ray then you know you can emperor palpatine a you know, Carthly team or whatever the, the case is, you know. Um, but if they do and you don't have those mod sets up and then like you're really, and they put it in the front, like you're you're not clearing at least one territory um, and potentially opening up the second territory to be cleared as well. So yeah, it might be a sacrifice for some of them. And like, honestly, like test it out. Like I, I run very suboptimal mods. Like, I think I have one 6E mod on my Vader, and I beat every Ray that I've ever come across uh, with, with him. Like, you, I mean, it's not like it's not like he has, like, my be absolute best mods. I think the guys that you need to focus on mod-wise is, like, yeah, make sure, like, he's got – Vader's got some speed on him, so that way, like, he doesn't lose to a, a, a Finn – uh, resistance hero finn and then make thrawn as fast as you possibly can which is like honestly pretty much what you should always be doing and then from there it's just like add as many sith as you can so that way you get more you know add palpatine it's 16 right there himself is 16 that's 32 that's basically like having a 60 arrow mod and uh you know i, I would think that you're probably going to outspeed quite a few of them um but yeah like I'd always say like, go for your, your highest threat plan for that. And then if they don't got it, then it's, it's really easy from there. Yeah. How about you I, solo? I'm just going to echo what you two say. Uh, obviously be able to clear the board. Uh, and that includes countering galactic legends. The only exception is like Zareth said is if your GP is just, you don't have a galactic legend yet and you're not going to be matched up against one, then I would swap mods. If you have the potential to be matched up against the galactic legend, you need to be able to beat the galactic legend. Uh, it's, it sucks because I've been in that position where it's like, Oh, I really want to have say Hoda faster or want to have Thrawn faster, but I can't because it'll mess up this team and I need this team for, you know, X, Y, or Z, like, I, I get it that it sucks, but you have to try and win, and that means taking out the Galactic Legend, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, with that said, we are caught up on podcast questions, so our last segment is just, what have you done this week to compete? prepare for uh, Grand Arena. And Zareth, what have you done this week? <laughs> like nothing, <laughs> basically. Um, so in terms of like just upgrading my roster, I, I guess I did my uh, Hoth Rebel Scout to gear 12. Uh, I won't be using him this, this week though. Uh, I've, I'll 
pretty soon I'll be at seven out of 10 uh, ultimate materials for Ray. So that'll be good. I think the biggest thing I've just been remodding characters tonight. I still have a few I need to remod. Um, let's see, like Thrawn, I, I put a crit avoid arrow on him so that I can run him next to Vader, uh, just in case I face someone with a super duper fast fin. Though really, realistically, if I do face someone like that, I will probably end up having Darth Revan available unless, of course, <clears throat> they have Malak with uh, with Ray, in which case I need to uh, then also have the Thrawn counter with Vader available. So um, that remod is in progress. What else am I remodding? I'm putting tons of tenacity on Malak tonight, I think, um, just to discourage people from trying to kill him with Padme and the like. There are a few other remods. I tried to get Vader to, so, so here's an interesting thing. I tried to get Vader to the stats that everyone says that every good Vader needs. And <laughs> I think it, it's just complete BS that people are saying like, so people are like, so you need 222 crit damage and you need, uh, or percent damage. Uh, and, and you need uh, like, 100 or 270 speed and you need 100 potency and you need 75% crit chance and it is total bs and impossible to do that completely <laughs> utter rubbish and it's a slanderous vile lie from the pit it's so stupid that people say that you need all of that because it's impossible because <laughs> right. at least i i have i have some pretty decent mods and i i can't I, I can get most of those stats. I can't get all of them, even if I use every single good mod that I have. All right. So Jareth needs to go mod shopping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people need to stop lying about their Vaders. <laughs> that's, what, that's what people need to stop doing. All right. And, and, and I need, I do need more. I need more mods. Always need more mods. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure some of it's user error. And maybe, maybe someone could, figure it out with my mods, I I could not. I spent over an hour last night that I just didn't even have. I I went to bed later than I should have because of it. And, with, and I ended up drawing the conclusion that my speed set was good enough. <laughs> yeah. Speed set with 120 potency, I'm happy enough with it. So yeah. Um, what, what about, Forsu, don't make me feel bad. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Ando? What have you been doing? What are you cooking up for Grand Arena? Uh, like I said, -wise. Oh, go ahead. I did. I did. Uh, I was doing a little bit of Jawa stuff, but it's just not enough. Like, like Forsu said, like I'm stuck behind uh, stun guns and all, all the like. So I just decided like, yeah, you know what? That's why I was like, I should probably try that. My Treya just to make sure that she can work there. She did, but, um, and I don't use Treya against bugs anyways. So, so that's going to be my, my main counter. If it doesn't work, then I'll probably cry and, uh, that'll be that. But, um, yeah, like as far as remodding, I remodded my Jedi Knight Luke, and it's amazing. Like just by adding just a little bit more speed, how much more reliable that counter is for me now. I climbed all the way up to one today using both my Vader and my uh, Jedi Knight Revan, and no problems at all. 
Um, and, and like, what's crazy about that is like, obviously my mod set before was all 6E and I think currently I have three um, on Jedi Knight Luke. So I was like, okay, nice. Like this means like it's working. Yeah. So, I was like, <laughs> so I'm waiting to lock in because I want to get at least two more of those to 6E and I think I should be able to do it because um, I have the, the big pieces for it. I just need the, you know, to spend the like guild crit or guild event or whatever it's called and uh, guild event credits or whatever um, and try to get those, uh, those one pieces for it. So I should be able to do at least one, hopefully two, but uh, yeah. And then I remodded uh, quite a few characters actually. I, I, over the course of 3v3, I actually got quite a few like plus 20 to like 23 speed mods. So I was like, okay, perfect. So I've been working on a, a ton of them. Uh, whether that was like my main one right now was Hermit Yoda. And now that I've got him to about 320, pretty happy with that. So I'm probably going to start to focus on some of the other ones that I want to continue to boost up their speed. But other than that, it's been pretty quiet. I'm just sort of hoarding at this point. Like I'm, I am 100% hoarding for the next big thing, whatever that is and whenever that is. So. Fair enough. What about you solo? I, I got lucky from the uh, territory battle rewards. I, I, for the first time in a long time, got exactly what I needed. So I was able to get both Talzin and Newt to G13. Both of them were 12 plus 5 coming into the week. I mean, 12 plus 5 for like the last year, basically. So uh, I got the Chirotech I needed for Talzin. I got the finisher piece I needed for Newt. So I was able to get both of them to G13. Um, other than that, I was just working on Cassian. I got him to gear 12, uh, and I think I put, like, one piece on him, and now it's the long grind to put more gear pieces on him, and we talked about Ezra. I I looked. I wanted to try and get Ezra up if I could, except for apparently he needs the exact same piece that either Newt or Talison needed, because I looked at the salvage for Ezra's uh, finisher piece and it was like zero out of 50 zero out of 100 <laughs> zero out of 50 and i was like well that's not happening anytime soon and just kind of it all <laughs> put it down and i was like sorry ezra you shall wait <laughs> there yeah all right with that said though i think that's you know we've been blathering on for about two and a half hours now Oof. i think that's yeah, I, I think it's time to call it a night. Um, so before we get into our stuff, Ando, why don't you tell the adoring public out there how they can find you? Oh, all right. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm on Twitch, obviously. If you probably just click my name and uh, you'll see uh, my channel. And yeah, if you guys want to, you guys can absolutely stop on by. I'd love to have you guys there. And uh, it's a good time. Tried to do every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, usually around 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So usually go for about two to two and a half hours there. And then uh, I'll just drop it in the chat. Uh, that's my YouTube channel. Like I said earlier on, um, um, the big thing is like we just did this new kind of like just for laughs type thing for 
Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Um, and it's with me and Gridden, uh, who I'm sure many of you know. And if, you, if you're not, if you're this is like the actual podcast version, if you just Google Ando90, uh, S-W-G-O-H, you'll find me um, as well. And, and yeah. I'll, I'll also be linking it in the, in the podcast description. The oh, only sweet. people who need to look it up would be people using iTunes, I believe. Everyone else, even Spotify has it linked now. So. Oh, cool. Nice. Perfect. All right. With that said, Zareth, why don't you tell people how they can find us? Um, just look in our uh, podcast description, guys. <laughs> Damn. He's, he's <laughs> trying so hard to get out of this. <laughs> uh, all right. Fine, fine, fine. Fair is fair. All right. So we have a few different things, guys. Uh, quite a few different things. Uh, that you guys can access that we have a counter sheet that shows all the different matches that uh, that I've done and some of Solo's matches. Um, I get, I've, I've been giving him a hard time because he didn't uh, record like any of them from 3v3 last time, mostly because he's been very busy, which is fine. But anyways, we have a ton, we have a counter spreadsheet with a ton of different counters in Grand Arena. It shows uh, the teams that we face, the teams that uh, we used to counter them and then we have a link to the video uh, that you guys can check out so you can see the real thing. It's not just some weird theory crafters uh, pipe dream that has idealized mods against a substandard team. Uh, it's actually like a good, it's actually uh, like a reliable thing and you guys can see uh, how we've, how we went about it. So, um, you know, that is, uh, that is going to be linked in the podcast description. Uh, it's also found on our Discord. Our Discord can be found in the podcast description. It can be found on Twitch if you want to look at the link for that. Uh, otherwise, Solo and I also have YouTube channels. Uh, you can look us up on YouTube if you type out either of our usernames. Mine is spelled Zareth, X-A-E-R-E-T-H, and Solo's is S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5, Solo Base 15. Um, if you go to any of our videos, you can find links to any of this stuff, including our counter sheet, our Discord server, etc. Um, again, these are all linked in the video description as well. On Twitch, we like to live stream our Grand Arena fights, and sometimes we do our territory battles as well. Uh, you can just find us on what Twitch TV slash uh, our usernames. Uh, mine is my my username is Zareth underscore prevails because some um, a hole took my uh, took just Zareth and then he doesn't stream at all. So how dare he? Um, and Solos is Solo Base fifteen as I spelled previously. You can rewind it if you want to discover that rediscover that spelling. Um, and what else? I think that's basically it. We have a ton of things, so um, that should be it. All right, there it is. <laughs> I think it's time to call it a day, even though I've really enjoyed hanging out with Ando. Yes, absolutely. It's been a pleasure, man. It, re it really has. Love doing this with you guys, man. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Everyone go check out his channel. They are fun streams um <laughs> and you can help guilt him into the next panic relic 
<laughs> and Relic 7 Ayla. I just I feel like that's going to be the next thing. I, I already feel like people are yeah. at the moment. Everyone's already, yeah, everyone's <laughs> already been like, you got to do it, do it now. Like people on my Discord have literally changed their username to like Relic Ayla and like just, just crazy things, man. It's just like, oh my gosh, you guys are... Like, I actually don't even, it's gotten to the point where, like, I don't even know who's responding to me because, like, everyone's name is Ayla. So I'm just like, <laughs> that's amazing. They're like, hey, can you check my roster? I'm like, who are you? Because everyone yeah. is the same thing. Yeah. That's it's crazy. really funny. Yeah. You can always, on Discord, you can always click on their username and see their yeah. base username. But that gets but that's super to be a hassle. Like, well, and on mobile, it's super hard because, like, when it you is. click on their name, it's like, they you it basically oh, yeah, you're you just, just replying to them and you it's just like, tag hey, them yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah for sure that's, that's really funny i yeah i will have to join the momentum on that uh that would be good <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah we need to see oh, more gosh. relic seven alas i mean yeah. you you gave you gave them it's kind of your fault you did a relic seven plo i mean and now, <laughs> gave if you do if, if you give them another one they are not going to stop till you have yeah. a relic seven eth <laughs> yeah exactly Dude, the one that's going to be low-key that I already know about is going to be when we relic seven Amagundai. That guy <laughs> is going to be... He's hes the leader of the future, man, with those counters and the rest of those Galactic Republic countering with, with Cam. Oh, dude, that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm looking... I look forward to that day. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right right. thanks again guys i appreciate it man yeah thanks for joining us everyone thank you have a good week and happy birthday evil but evil does still suck yeah happy late birthday to me like happy late birthday to you too yeah Yeah, uh, not streaming on your birthday you know it's uh, (laughs) awkward i really wanted to do a birthday stream but that was the most boring day of the whole month for streaming, so I declined <laughs> to do it. <laughs> all right, uh, guys. All right. All right. Have a great night and don't be a dick. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>